Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Matt, a.k.a. Legion of and welcome what is sure to be a despair-filled episode of The Gap. I am your host. With me, I have my equally as depressed host, Shane. How are you doing today, Shane? You know what makes me even more depressed is that it's a beautiful day outside. Unfortunately, I see a whirlwind of fuzzies, and that means I'm going to opt out of going outside today because my allergies might actually kill me. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, oh yeah, that's fuzzies outside where I am too. So congratulations, Shane. It's that it's uh, that time of the year. If I step foot this, outside, I'm gonna be a sneezy mess. And uh, this this might be Shane's final podcast. If I don't if I don't show up on the next episode, the fuzzies got me. <laughs> the fuzzies, fucking just that, just a legion of fuzzies from Mononikian. Um, are just gonna fucking okay. You know what? I'd rather run. take that uh, than die of uh, over sneezing. Die of over sneezing. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're gonna. It's just. It's gonna be a boy. It's uh, just us today. Uh, no, no guests. No, just uh, just uh, me, just me and just me and you, Shane. Do you want to um, know when the last time it was just us on the podcast, Matt? Over a year ago, I'm pretty sure. Almost a year ago, the last podcast that was just us was Month of Spook when we did Parasite. So it's been oh. almost a year since it's been uh, it's just been, the hosts. It's been so. It's just the host this time, and oh, we got a show to cover. Yeah, um, what a, what a show for just us, right? Yeah, what a show. Um, as you can see, uh, we got a, we got some stuff on the docket. We got some simulcast discussing as per usual, as well as a bunch of news, and and of course we got our featured anime of the podcast, which is Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is one that everyone has been awaiting, uh, considering the popularity of this thing. So, uh, I think we're pretty much ready to get started here. Are you ready to get started, Shane? I've been born ready. All right, let's go. Hey, let's talk, let's talk about Simulcasts. So, we're almost done the season, I think. We only have, like, a couple of episodes left for most yeah. of the shows. Uh, next um, next podcast, we'll be doing our end-of-season awards. So Yeah, yeah. Next podcast, end-of-season awards, so get look forward to that. Uh, any... Final uh, things you want to talk about, Shane? During the, these past couple weeks of simulcasts. Honestly, the my opinions on most of the shows haven't really changed that much since uh, the season started. Which means it's probably not going to change at yeah, all. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not going to change at all. Uh, they're pretty much set in stone how I feel about these shows, um, with one exception that I think you'll be very uh, interested to hear. Mm. Um, I actually dropped a show that I forgot to talk about last time. Uh, which show did you drop? I dropped You Know. Oh, is it not is it not fun anymore? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Um, for a while it was my guilty pleasure because it was just stupid dumb bullshit. Um, then one week I just forgot to watch it. And I was like, huh. Well, that's fine. I can catch up next week. And then the next week I forgot to watch it again. I was <laughs> like, hmm... And then third week in a row, I just didn't watch it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to watch it at this that, point. That's just subconscious telling you that, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, and looking back on it, um, it's, yeah, it's definitely bad. Um, <laughs> it was fun for a while when the MC Takuya was being uh, an absolute piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but the story went in a direction where they tried to make him seem like he was actually a decent person when in reality all he does is order uh mail order porn and fuck his teachers so 
Uh, and always, and this show's gonna be twenty six episodes yep. too. Just double core. I watched all possible double core. I only got through four episodes before my brain was like, "Yeah, we don't need to watch that today. We can do that next <laughs> week." Uh, and then that never happened. So Ooh. I just decided to drop so, it altogether. My fa- so you pretty much dropped it out of confusion. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you never form it. You just kind of dropped it without actually dropping it, which yeah. I think is funny as hell. Because my uh, because, because if I had remembered to watch it that day, I probably would still be watching it now. But because I had a lapse of judgment and I ju- it just completely slipped my mind, I was like, yeah, I guess this isn't important enough to catch up on right now. <laughs> if I just imagine like your subconscious, like like they like in the back of your mind that shit is just sleeping, it's like. Hey, um, you uh, that that show, you know, why are we still watching that? Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> honestly we, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> why are we still watching? I don't know. Uh, it's too, I don't know why it's double core. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I really don't get uh, it. All I know is that apparently the game it's based on is like fifty hours long or some garbage. It's like mm. long as shit. That sounds. Uh, like, uh, yeah, apparently for uh, I've heard from people who played the game that this uh, that that this twenty six episode adaptation is like rushed. Oh, so probably. I can only imagine how long a like actual like a you know a like basically a more accurate adaptation would be probably like uh like fifty episodes. Yeah, it would maybe. probably be fifty plus episodes. Yeah, which would be imagine fifty plus episodes of this garbage. I might uh, actually want to kill myself. That might act. That's actually insufferable. Like I could stand twenty six episodes of something like that. I've seen worse, but fifty plus. Ugh. I mean, I've ooh. I've seen worse this season. So after lost, it's, after lost is my new guilty pleasure because that show's fucking stupid, <laughs> and it's the best kind of stupid. Where every week I'm like, all right. What what stupid bullshit's gonna happen this time? And then one of the main villains, who is the brother of the main character, uh, summons his stand, who is a magician, who is the soul of another character's brother who went missing. And it's like, oh! It sounds like After Loss is one of those shows where it's like, okay, what's on the dartboard today? And I can't... Oh, stand of someone's brother... <laughs> I can't no. remember. I can't remember what the brother Stan's power was, but he shot something out of his cape. That that's kind of cool, actually. But uh, but see, here, here's the thing: all all the powers in that show, especially with like the Stan type abilities, are just hey, here's a random object. Now I have a million of them, and I'm just going to <laughs> shoot them. Like, the telekinetic monks that shoot meteors, the fucking security guard stand who, like, summons a fucking wall of submachine guns. (laughs) (laughs) He just summons, he just summons, like, a million SMGs, and he just fucking riddles people with bullets. Honestly, the fact that you're not watching this show is criminal, and you should be ashamed. This sounds like a me show. This sounds like a show that, dude, I, I introduce like, fucking, this, this, Shane's gonna introduce me to After Lost as a way for, as getting back from me introducing him to fucking Hurricane Heist. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the dad in the water tower, and you don't need to know anything other than that if you haven't seen yeah. it. <laughs> or, a, or a guy using the, uh, using, uh, 
these me- metal discs as frisbees. Using as fucking hubcaps as <laughs> frisbees, and they, like, shoot into people with the hurricane-level no, winds. And fucking, he uses, like, the wind as, like, a fucking tracker. They, like, fucking, they, like, track the wind, too. So, like, it's not, like, in a straight line, either. No. It's great. Great. Go watch Hurricane Heist. Yeah, not it's on anime. Netflix. You have no excuse. It's not anime, but it's, it's not anime. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be anime, let's be real. It, it could be it, like a really poorly fucking made anime. It's a really bad OVA, that's what it is. <laughs> From the 90s. It's some, it's some weird-ass OVA that came out in like 1991 it's and like, was like forgotten. It's like Stardust Crusaders OVA level. It's guy. It's like Garzy's wing, but if Garzy's wing was about a hurricane. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. Um, we're getting very off track. You also started. Uh, also, you started watching Attack on Titan, right? I did. Uh, yes, that finally the dub finally started, and who boy. <laughs> This season, I've seen stuff from this season, and oh my god, I'm, um, I'm not ready for when they get to the basement. I, I, you are. That's the final episode of the season, I think. Um, is they get to the basement? Uh, well, if they're following the manga, then yeah, it should be the final episode. Of because the um, without getting into spoilers, uh, the first two episodes of the dub have aired, and all that has happened is that Reiner showed up and oh. Thunder Spears, and that's all I'm gonna say. The season's all action, by the way. Yeah, it's um, just one giant battle. Uh, and I and, honestly love it. <laughs> uh, one of the things I... One of the things that... Uh, that uh, that's, uh, Because we learned recently that which studio's more than likely going to be leaving Attack mm-hmm. on Titan. Which is interesting. Um, and to celebrate the final episode, because the final episode's about to air in Japan, they're releasing like, a bunch of art from throughout their work on the series... On Twitter, uh, so oh. you can go look that up. So uh, this pretty much is the end for which studio on Attack on Titan. It looks like I honestly uh, don't know who would take over the reins though. Production IG maybe, but uh, they, it depends I, they on how much on. they're working on because they all they also have High Q coming up. I mean, Attack on. I mean, they're obviously going to take a break. Uh, well, yeah, Production right. IG is also a much bigger company than uh, Wit is because uh, Production IG owns wit so uh my my best get my best guess is is that they're probably gonna just move it to ig Um, that'd probably be the best bet and it's not like wit's not gonna be working on anything because they got vinland saga coming up in a month so and they got kavanari too yeah um and they got more kavanari coming up uh h and magus season two when um yeah when when do i get harry potter and the chamber (laughs) of chise when when because this because the manga right now is fucking great it's just harry (laughs) potter if harry was chise and pretty mm. much it's it's pretty much that and it's as good as that sounds it's really good uh uh but yeah and i think that's pretty much it because everything else is like Um, oh how is sounds on my excellent uh, um (laughs) uh real quick before we move on um Unless we're doing it next time, should we go into our top three most anticipated for summer? We're doing that next time. Okay. Um, we're doing that next time because honestly, I don't have mine plepped out because I looked next season. We got a lot of stuff coming next. Oh, season. Oh, I got, I got mine. Mine are too. easy. Mine is Doctor Stone, Doctor Stone, and Doctor Stone. If Doctor um, Stone airs three times, then I will watch it three times. 
Yeah, straight straight up, I'm gonna be watching Doctor Stone once when it airs, uh, once after it airs, and once in my in uh, in my sleep, <laughs> in my dreams, like, I will be dreams. watching Doctor Stone. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, make, I'm gonna try to do some lucid dreaming and just have myself watch Doctor Stone. Um, yeah, but don't sleep on, don't sleep on Fire Force though. I'm not. I, I, are you assuming that I'm sleeping on Fire Force? I'm, I'm just saying that the Fire Force is also coming, and I, I, I know Fire Force is coming, dude. And Fire Force is going to be excellent because uh, Fire it's, Force uh, looks like it's done, and it looked like it was done eight months ago when they announced it. <laughs> so. Is this if this shit is done? Then I'm gonna be very, very impressed. All I'm uh, saying looks- is that if it, because Funimation picked this up like last year. If it's not a same day simul dub, I'm boycotting Funimation. Fuck the I big stuff. This is the shit I care about. I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna be a same day simul dub. It might be. It probably, probably will. Be. Be. Uh, Doctor Stone is coming. Uh, what else is coming next season? I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, well, Vinland Saga. I mean, oh, oh, duh. For... Um, that one Mappa show that we talked about a little while ago that I can't remember the name of right now. Oh, is that the is that the bug one? I think. I, 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 is that not, the bug one? Not entirely sure. Uh, all uh, I know is that it's coming next season. And it's Mappa, so obviously yeah. must watch. Uh, oh yeah, Dororo wraps up this season too. So. Yes, we've got three episodes left. Yeah, so. and I and now Dororo might be one of the best of the year. Oh yeah, uh, it's easily actually. it's easily like top five right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, also the the witch the uh, the Mappa show coming next season is uh, to the abandoned secret beasts. Oh yeah, I think that is the bug one. <laughs> yeah, uh, it air it starts on July first. Oh, so it's one of the first. It's uh, it's pretty sure it's the first to air. So it started off the season with a bang. Yeah, started off with Matt Studio Mappa of all places. Uh, fucking that. You know what? I I'm down. I'm down. Probably probably make up enough for the fact that Sazamai is only eleven episodes. Yeah. Uh, which by the by next podcast that will be over, and uh, I will probably cry. So Shane's gonna post on Twitter that he has been emotionally traumatized by the ending of Salazar. I have been emotionally turned into a kappa, much like these boys have throughout their journey. Because <laughs> he loves he loves his kappa boys. I love my kappa boys and my kappa king. And now Kepi. you need to watch other Ikuhara. Now shows. I'm going to binge all of Ikuhara's other stuff. Starting with Revolutionary Girl Utena, which is legally available on Nozomi Entertainment's YouTube channel. Uh, and it's like 39 episodes. Uh, it's long. It's kind of long. Uh, but it's excellent. Uh, in any case, I think we're pretty much I think, ready yeah, to move we're, on. We're ready to move on. Yeah. Um, how right, much um, news we got, Matt? We got, a, we got a little bit. Mostly small. Basically a bunch of small stuff. No big stuff this week. Uh, when is Anime Expo? Anime Expo is in July, end of beginning of July. So okay. uh, next couple week, the next couple week, next week is going to be kind of dead because E three is next week, and yeah. that's going to take up the entirety of the media news cycle um, for like the next uh, little bit. Um, and then anime, then it's Anime Expo in the beginning of July, and then after that's Comic Con. Um, and Comic-Con is going to dominate that, so there's going to be, like, no news pretty much around then. Uh, so, and so it's going to be around there. So I think we're ready to get started on news. 
I'm ready for the news. Yeah, so we got we got small pieces of news. Our first piece of news is that they just is that um is that Oricon uh just did it's a uh just it's it's uh basically a bi yearly uh top selling manga chart. Uh they do this every half year. Um they do it at the they do it in June and they do it at the end of the year um in like beginning of December to show like which manga beat out the other manga uh and sold the more manga uh of course uh shade can you just guess what number one is for the first half of 2019 it's got to be one piece right it is one piece of course it's always one piece (laughs) with five million copies it was five million sales sold five million copies sold here here's the the thing if one piece isn't at the top of the chart then something's wrong in japan like they're on the verge of like another financial crisis if one piece isn't at the top of the sales charts because one piece is their economy one piece right is now, their economy right? it's like 90 percent of their economic value uh, in japan and i'm not talking like in terms of just like that the, the fact that it's their biggest export or whatever like it's literally their economy people barter with one piece volumes like that's how many there are in fucking japan like you can go to a store and be like oh yes this costs uh one this costs uh two uh volume volume 70s of one piece like that that's what that's i'll trade much. i'll trade you these apples for those oranges if you give me three copies of the latest volume of one piece oh which one is that <laughs> oh 912 oh here you go i just happen to have three on me <laughs> there's so many volumes i'm pretty sure that's how many there are um now, what's interesting though is that the rest of the list is actually pretty is uh, pretty unexpected. Actually, outside of One Piece being at one, um, One Punch Man actually made it onto the list. Ooh, I mean, good. they make it. I mean, One Punch Man was at number is at number ten, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, it's been on the list before, but this it's usually at like eight, nine, ten. So this is not surprising. That is, I, n- I need uh, to catch up on now. the manga because I haven't caught number it. nine. Here's one that I'm happy about, which means uh, not nine. Kaguya-sama. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, which uh, Kaguya-sama is at number nine, which which guaranteed second season now for that. Um, Honestly, with how guaranteed. crazy popular season one was, I assumed they were going to do another one at some point anyway. So yeah, it's just uh, nice to know that's is, selling well. Yeah, I uh, number eight Haikyuu. Good, um, my volleyball boys. Yeah, Haikyuu, usually around that part. Seven is that the manga for Slime. Ooh, okay, uh, which good, keeps good, going good. Up. This thing's exploding in Japan. Uh, this thing's absolutely exploding. Uh, so I hope we get a complete adaptation of this animated. How long before be... we get a Slime movie? Uh, I honestly, by next year, I think, actually. I think it's coming. I think we, I, do you think a Slime, I think a Slime movie's actually probably coming. Uh, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it kind of did blow up, so. I, 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 I mean, I'll see it. So. <laughs> I'll fucking watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, number six is Attack on Titan, which has went down for the first time in its uh, in a lot of its in uh, if in a very long time, um, which is not surprising. It's wrapping up. Yeah, so it, it's almost sure. over, so that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, number five. Here's one. No, the number five is the most surprising, and that's Quinte- uh, Quintessal Quintuplets. Oh, whatever the fuck you say. Okay. Number five. Uh. This thing also exploded. Uh, I've heard it's really good, but I need to watch it. Okay, here's um, a, here's the thing. I do too. Um, 
I'm not usually into those harem type shows, but I've been but watching. I've been watching uh, We Never Learn this season, and I do yeah. like it a lot. It's just a little too etchy for my taste sometimes. Yeah. So maybe I should watch Quintessential I mean, Quintuplets because I've heard it's uh, a lot less etchy a lot and a lot more, more romance. It's more, yeah. Uh, but I've heard, I've heard it's excellent. Um, uh, but, uh, but I mean, you've been staring that fucking God is dead uh, meme from We Never Learn recently. So. <laughs> that fucking, that's from the latest episode. That fucking killed me. <laughs> it just it just came out of nowhere and i'm like i had to pause the episode because i was dying <laughs> god is dead you god is dead you ega you ega uh number four here's one that's kind of sad number four is my hero which dropped like a million volumes oh um, ouch i want to i wonder the why that. i want to blame the recent arc for that uh although in retrospect, this current arc in the manga is actually making me look back on that other manga arc in a much more positive light, actually, um, surprisingly. Because uh, if we look at these two current arcs as, like, a duo, they're kind of brilliant, but, you know, that's just something I, I noticed. I need to catch up on My Hero too. I haven't read, like, the last three chapters. It's so good right now. Um, but I can see why it's also dropping because it's also like I'm pretty sure that the author who like I'm pretty sure Horikoshi watched this to be a seinen, but he's constrained by the fact that it's a shonen. Yeah, there's probably. Some shit that's, there's some shit that's in this recent arc that's like, is it like over overhaul level? It's it's pretty fucking violent. Like we're talking, it's like there's a scene where I did you watch see the stuff Toga in this? In this arc. Not all of it, so no spoilers. Without spoiling what happened, uh, someone drops from a building and turns into actual, like, organ bits. And you see, like, her, like, fucking turn into actual, like, organ bits. Like, they explode into guts. Like, they'll, like, they fall off a building and just, like, splat. And you see, like, (laughs) graphic detail. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, is this allowed? Like, uh... Honestly... That's when I like my hero the most when it really like pushes the boundaries. Like that shit. It's like Hunter Hunter. It's like Hunter Hunter. That. That's why I love Hunter Hunter so much because Hunter Hunter isn't afraid to take risks and obviously Horikoshi isn't either. Yeah, Horikoshi isn't either. This arc of my hero is really dark, and I'm really, I really appreciate how like Horikoshi is able to do that. It's making me look back on the. On like the prior arc, like the joint training stuff, in a lot more positive light because now this arc is basically the exact same as the joint training arc. Though all all the villains are learned have are getting new getting new abilities and powers, just like the heroes are. The difference is is that he's contrasting it with the fact that the heroes' training is like contained. It's like watched. It's like safe. Meanwhile, the villains' training is oh. We're getting killed, pretty much. Uh, uh, people and, are dying left and right. Yeah, pretty much, and it's great. Uh, it's act- And I'm looking back on the joint training stuff, and I'm like, Horikoshi must have planned this. Uh, he must have uh, put these two arcs together for a fucking reason. The only, the um, only thing I know about the stuff that I haven't caught up on, uh, without getting into any spoilers, because I haven't uh, heard anything to spoiler, uh, there's some stuff with Dobby... And uh, it's not it's nothing. <laughs> just okay. letting you know, people are making a mountain out of a molehill. I just know, much. I just know that the Dobby is the focus of one of the chapters, and I'm like, yes, not really. 
Uh, he's in it. He's a, he's the he's not actually the folk. He's in it for like three panels, and then it's focused on twice. All right. Well, f- Twitter lied to me then. Oh. Uh, yeah, Twitter lied because there was like one panel that everyone's like, <gasps> it just this could mean something, and it doesn't actually mean anything. They're just making mountains out of a molehill for nothing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so the my hero fan, <laughs> but. Uh, it's because Horikoshi um, left the Dobby stuff on such like a an unresolved note that they're like, and it's we have to look for anything. He's not doing anything with it. Um, oh yeah, number three is Kingdom. Uh, okay, okay. That sells like hotcakes every time. And number two is Promise Neverland. Ooh. It's probably due to a lot of this is is probably due to its anime. Animated. Yeah. It, yeah, that's probably why my hero will probably go back up once. Uh, season oh yeah, once season four starts, that shit's gonna spike. Like it, it every time it every time sixty so, percent uh, of the time it works every do time. Do not be scared for my hero. My hero will be fine. <laughs> my uh, hero's like one of the most popular series in the world right now, so don't even worry about it. Don't don't be like, is this popular? No, popular. <gasps> my hero's gonna get canceled me. due to low sales. Like, no, shut up. <laughs> shut your fucking <laughs> mouth. Up. Lol, no. Um, well, there's more manga news we have, uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um. Before we get to that, we have some uh, interesting news. Uh, Funimation just bought a company. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, uh, Funimation announced on Wednesday that has acquired Manga Entertainment Limited. Oh, right, the UK, United right. Kingdom and Ireland. The announcement describes Manga Entertainment based in London as a long-term partner of Funimation. Manga Entertainment offers on anime, on DVD, and Blu-ray discs via broadcast and through theatrical and digital releases. Manga Entertainment is immediately consolidating Funimation's UK's business to become the largest distributor of anime DVDs and Blu-ray discs in the UK and Ireland. The Funimation subsidiary is offering more than 900 hours of subtitled and dubbed content, and most of the titles will be available in the streaming in the UK and Ireland on Funimation now in the coming months. Some titles available in the region for the first time. These are going to be the ones that are coming to the UK and Ireland for the first time, and that's the entirety of the Certain Magical Index series, along with Certain Magical uh, Certain Magical Railgun, Akira, Bayonetta, Bloody Fate, Castle and Sins, uh, Ghost in the Shell, Innocence, Wolf Children, uh, Samurai, the first season of Samurai Warriors, and the first season of Sword Art Online. Solely or not, Summer Wars, and The Girl Who Left Futon. Uh, Funimation now is available in the UK and Ireland as a premium plus subscription on either a monthly plan of one of four ninety nine uh, 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 for uh, f- uh, five pounds or an annual plan of fifty pounds basis. Uh, this com- year marks the twenty fifth anniversary of Funimation. The Texas based mm-hmm. company offers anime through streaming. Blah 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 blah. So, blah blah blah. Business bullshit. Bl- business bullshit. Uh, Funimation is buying people now. Um, yeah, I, I read a- about this, and then all of the 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 UK Annie tubers I follow on Twitter were like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck." Pretty uh, much, uh, uh, pretty. But this also means that manga entertainment is now also owned by Sony. By mm-hmm. technically, which yep. means that Sony is about to become what Disney is for movies. Going to own all the anime. All the anime. Eventually, Sony is going to fucking buy Crunchyroll from AT&T and then they're all gonna be a big anime conglomerate. And that's a bad thing. Sony gonna <laughs> turn into massive weebs and screw over all the other weebs because Sony yeah, has pretty shitty business well, practices. Yeah, which, which means that obviously we're waiting for the the, the inevitable crossover where we where in a Spider-Man movie we see fucking Peter Parker watching anime on Crunchyroll. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> legally streaming his anime on Crunchyroll for seven ninety nine a month. 
even though he can barely afford a computer. He can barely afford his apartment, but he has an active Crunchyroll subscription. You know what? Pretty accurate, too. Yeah, honestly. I can see that. I can barely afford my apartment, but at least I can watch Dr. Stone. And I can watch so. new episodes of anime every week, only an hour after they air in Japan. This is all I need. <laughs> It's just a fucking, uh, fucking uh, Spider-Man needs to like stop like uh, the fucking goblins like wrecking shit and f- fucking Peter's like see that's like wait a minute I just need to watch an episode of My Hero first. Hang on, the new episode of Fire Force came out. I need to watch this shit. <laughs> but, but the lizards trying to turn the city of New York into lizards. Doctor Stone. <laughs> um. Promise Neverland came back. Uh, you guys can figure this out on your own. And he fucking swings away. <laughs> like he's swinging and he has Crunchyroll open on his phone while he's swinging. Someone pitch this to Marvel Studios, please. Yeah. You know what? I know Far From Home is like a, a, a month away from coming out, but just cancel it. We don't need it anymore. Just cancel it. Cancel Far From Home. It's not like we need, you know. Of the film that deals with the repercussions of Endgame. No, we, it's, not, it's, it's not like we need Mysterio or the Elementals or anything. Fuck that. We need Spider-Man <laughs> watching Crunchyroll anime. <laughs> Did you know that apparently the Sand Elementals actually Sandman? Is this universe's version of Sandman? Of course he is. A fucking course. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Sandman in this version is not, you know... A criminal with a complex backstory and yeah. interesting motivations. He's a he's a Sandman. He's, <laughs> he's a, a lit- he's a man made of sand. <laughs> he's a. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we move on, please? Uh, we're moving on. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, uh, Foonie buying shit. Uh, that's the that's the news. That's the news. Um. Uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of, uh, new, speaking of buying shit, Akira Toriyama, um... Oh god, no, what did he do? <laughs> he didn't do anything, actually. Um, he got knighted. Um... Oh, right, I heard about this. Uh, the French government confirmed that the Chevalier de Orleans de Arts de Letters, I probably butchered that because I don't speak yeah, French Yeah, wow, anymore. that's offensive to French people, Matt. I, I apologize, <laughs> I tried, I really tried. I know how to speak French, I took French. Kudos for trying. <laughs> Uh, that or the Knight of the Order of the Arts and Letters decorates the Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama during a ceremony on May 30th at the French Embassy in Japan. Toriyama is known as a private person that rarely appears publicly. He did not attend the ceremony because, <laughs> of course, he didn't. <laughs> and it said his publisher, Akira uh, Ukyu, was awarded the medal in his place while apologizing for the absence of Toriyama. Ikyu said, Mr. Toriyama is always very grateful to his French fans who has appreciated his work since the early days of his career. Unfortunately, Mr. Toriyama almost never attends ceremonies. Ceremonies, and, I, and so I have the honor of receiving this award in this place. He instructed me to tell you how honored he is to receive his award in your country. I love that. He just. Toriyama Sensei! The French government wants to knight you. We need to go to France. But I'm writing the next Dragon Ball Super movie! <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what, what should we do then? Do you got the time? You can go, right? I mean, I guess. <laughs> That's the conversation. Uh, beautiful dramatic reenaction. The beautiful, Jeanette, uh, fucking 10 out of 10. 
Uh, that should be a stage the absolute, the best, the the absolute best. Um, Toriyama's cast, Dragon Ball cast me as Toriyama in his biopic. Do it, do it. It's widely offensive. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Toriyama's Dragon Ball is credited with popularizing manga in France. The series rose to popularity thanks to his anime adaptation airing as part of the Club Dorothy. Uh, children's television program in the late 1980s. The French publisher Glenat localized the manga in 1993 and it quickly became a cultural phenomenon and one of the high and one of the best-selling book series of all time in the country. Toriyama Jones fellow knighted manga creators Leji Masumoto, Juro Tanaguchi, Katsushiro Otomo, Isio Takahata, and Takeshi Kitano. Uh, 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 which be, which means that the he's in the same league as the creator of fucking Akira, which I think is dope. Um, Can we talk uh, about also, how the French people are just massive weebs? They are massive weebs. They're, they like, they have always been massive weebs. Every time I hear about France, it's something anime related, and I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, okay, they love they love anime uh, over there. They love animation over there too. Uh, they love. The, uh, I'm pretty sure that it just came at like the right time at the right place. It seems like. Like, that's just probably what happened. Like, Dragon Ball aired at, like, the right time, and everyone's like, what is this? And what then, is this? There's a, there's a boy with it was a, it was a monkey tail, and he, and he this, jumps around with a stick. What is this called? Dragon Ball? <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. I, yeah. That was not French. Yeah, we're not. That sounded like a mix between Japanese and French. We're not good I, at, I don't know what. at French accents. We're not even good at accents. We're not even good at... We're not good people, alone. okay? Stop watching. <laughs> just get, get Unsubscribe. <laughs> we, just posted, we just posted cringe. We're going to lose subscriber. What, 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 what are you still doing here? <laughs> fucking just... Fucking, fucking, uh, fucking that subscribe button and that bell. Unclick it. Who gives yeah. a shit? Madoka Magica discussion canceled. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Get out of here. Uh, anyway, Toriyama being knighted is cool. Yeah, it is cool. Um, it is very cool. Uh, which is, which, with, uh, which, which, show, which honestly shows the, uh, uh, how, the legitimacy of the art form of, uh, art form in, in, uh, in, uh, in France, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, that the, that the art form is legitimate, is considered, like, an actual, like, not like a, like a cult thing. It's like an actual, like, respected art form over there. Yeah. Which I think is impressive. Yeah, uh, which is good. Yeah, as it should be, because mm-hmm. uh, it is an art form. Yes. Um, uh, speaking of stuff that's not uh, like, uh, speaking of stuff that uh, is respected, Kyoto Animation. Um, oh, uh, they pay their taxes and their workers. And workers, and they're also really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, the staff at Kyoto Animation's Sound Euphonium franchise announced that the Hibike Euphonium 5 Kame Dayo uh, Uji do Atomori Festival event. Why are these names so long? What did you um, just say? What? Uh, I don't know. There's no translation for it, so I'm just I'm just reading the news uh, in Yuji Kyoto on Saturday that Kyoto Animation has greenlit an anime project that will center on Kumiko's third year in high school. The event did not announce a format for the project. Uh, uh, the uh, original light novel author uh, Ayano Takada is publishing the story of Kimiko's studio in high school in two novels. The first novel shipped on April 17th, and the second novel will ship on June 22nd. This is not a surprise considering how popular Sound Euphonium is in Japan. Um, the movie just came out in Japan this year uh, that 
cov- that covered the end of her second year um, and was initially thought to be the end of the franchise. Apparently not, because uh, there's another, because there's a, the third and, because apparently this will cover the third year. And if you know uh, high school in Japan, 30 years, their last year, they only have three years of high school. For yeah. This will more than likely be the final section a sound euphonium. Whether it be uh, it, a third season or a movie or whatever. It's probably it a it's probably a season and a movie, knowing uh Kyo and Anna, Kyo animation at this point. Because they like movies, but they also like shows. So um you need to watch Sound Euphonium. I ASAP. fuck it, dude. You don't even uh-huh. you don't even have to tell me. I know I need to get on that shit. Like every every time I see footage from Sound Euphonium, I get a fucking animation boner. Like I get it an looks art direction. It looks gorgeous. The show's gorgeous, and I, I need I need to watch Liz and the Bluebird. That's what mm-hmm. I need. Yeah, to watch, I do too. Because I've heard because I've heard it's nothing but excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I remember when it came out, everyone's like, "Dude, Liz and the Bluebird," and I'm like, "Okay." Here's the thing, <laughs> though. I, is it better than Silent Voice? Apparently, it is. Uh, that's all. I I've won't heard. believe it until I see it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've seen stuff from it, um, and apparently, all I all I know is that apparently there's like a 20 minute scene of them playing the entirety. Oh, basically, the climax of the film is the tw- is a 20 minute uh, musical segment of them playing "Listen to Bluebird," and it's basically a ma- It's basically an emotional climax that's told entirely through music. So it's just the um, ending of Whiplash. Yeah, but for twenty minutes, as opposed to only like ten. ten. All right. Um, I, I mean, and the ending of Whiplash is like fucking <laughs> incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think that. Uh, so I, I need to watch Listen to Bluebird because mm-hmm. I love Sound Euphonium. Sound Euphonium is great. Um, when we covered Sound Euphonium uh, on the podcast. Uh, eventually, we'll co- we'll be doing it. We'll be doing it. Don't do not worry. Um, it's also if also if uh if um uh, if free if free is from Kyoto Animation and super gay, South Euphonium is super lesbian. Uh, like mega lesbian. My cup of tea. Like re like it's lesbian to the point where you're just kind of like stop baiting us, please. Incredibly mega lesbian. <laughs> like super badly lesbian. Like you think Madoka uh, Magica is lesbian? Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't seen anything yet. Um, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, Tiny Phonium is coming back. Um, our last piece of anime news before we get into the manga news um, is One Piece stuff. Because uh, One Piece is ah, yes. a major overhaul, and they just released a trailer for the for the Wano arc or for the Wano saga, the Wano arc. Um, and I want to talk about it because it looks fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Funimation began streaming a commercial on Saturday that previously upcoming Wano Kuni arc in the One Piece of anime series. The arc, anime will enter the arc on July 7th. Um, and uh, Shane is not caught up on One Piece at all. Here's, not even close. Here's the thing, though. As someone who is currently in the fucking Alabasta arc... Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer for Wano, and oh my god, it looks so good! It looks it so looks... good. Yeah, like it looks. It straight up looks like fucking uh, super le- Dragon Ball Broly levels of like good, yeah. excellent. 
Um, uh, and that and has to do with show. the fact that uh, they have a new uh, animation uh, director, don't they? Yeah, it's not Shintani. It's not Shintani. Uh, everyone, everyone thinks it's Shintani because it looks like it does kind of look like him, but it's not Shintani. It's a, it's a new guy. I forget yeah, it, his it's name. It's not the only reason it looks like Shintani is because of the new line filter that Toei uses. Um, yeah, it just kind of makes everything look like Shintani. It's Shintani. It's not Shintani though. I, uh, it's not Shintani though. And the new director is on the show. Is the director for Broly? Yeah, um, uh, Nagamine. Nagamine. He has moved on from Dragon Ball and has now officially. Uh, he he also he, this is not his first time working on One Piece. He directed film Z, um, which so he, from your record is one of the best, if not it's the best. best. It's Z best. Um, One Piece. It's my favorite, at least. Um, so this guy knows One Piece, and I'm and the Wano arc in the manga is like is like alabaster levels of good. So I'm just like losing. I might start watching One Piece again um, for the first I time watch, in seven years. So seven years. I know, I watched One Piece for the Katakuri stuff uh, in the Whole Cake arc. Oh right, Whole um, Cake. Um, Whole Cake was really good from what I saw. Yeah. Um, but I can't. But I couldn't stand the pacing. Of course, um, uh, it's One Piece, right? One piece. The, I'm the, sure the anime it, is uh, plagued with pacing issues. Uh, I'm pretty sure that in binging, it's not going to be an issue. Uh, but because uh, you're watching Alabaster, because both of us watched Alabaster and binge. Yeah. And let's be honest here, uh, binging that there's no pa- I, there's no pacing problems. I no. felt in Alabaster. Like honestly, I got through half of that arc in like a day or two, and it felt like I had just barely scratched the surface. And it, and it was it's so good it's so good um uh but yeah Wano looks excellent uh go check that out if you're a One Piece fan mm-hmm. there is no and One Piece Stampede is also coming out um, in August August 9th. uh Oda is not involved in this no. uh sadly uh but the art style in it looks great yeah. um it looks like the more like uh, detail like the more detailed stuff from some of the other arcs like back in like uh. Like back at uh, Fishman and Dressrosa, it looks more like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does not look like Wano, uh, but it looks really good, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Here's the thing: uh, I love the fact that Nagamine is taking over uh, the director position because if he directs One Piece, the series, even like a fraction as good as he directed the Broly movie, mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> And, and One Piece is already, like, excellent. So, yeah. like, the, I'm just like, oh, my God. All right, manga news. We have two pieces of manga news from Jump. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, two pieces of manga news from Jump. Uh, the first piece of news is that um, is that uh, Food Wars is ending. Uh, Food Wars is ending in three chapters. Um this uh, it will uh, this year's twenty seventh issue of Suez's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed on Monday that Yuko Sakuda's and Shunsake's Food Wars Sugeki no Soma manga will end in three chapters. Suez did not make it clear, but if there are no delays, the manga should end on June seventeenth. The magazine also promises a big announcement for the manga on the same day that the manga ends, probably a final anime season. Probably. Um. Uh. Uh, so, Food Wars is ending. If you're a fan of Food Wars, uh, I am very sorry. Um, on, for, uh, Josh should be listening, because he'd be going crazy He's not, right he's not here, though. Uh, he's, he left. Uh, what a bitch. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, Food Wars is ending in three chapters. Uh, so, 
if you haven't started Food Wars, now it's the time. Just like it's ending, so let's do it. Uh, uh, our other piece of news for Jump is Boruto stuff. Uh, Boruto has a big has uh, has a big announcement apparently on June 10th, which is in like three days, according to it's on. Yeah, it's on Monday, the day this goes up. So if on the day this goes up, there will be a big announcement. Um, uh, uh, if the rumors are true, the big announcement is that it's just going to be moving to V Jump. Um, yeah. uh, is that it's going to be moving to V Jump, uh, which is a big deal actually, because uh, uh, V Jump is for its for its monthly stuff, and Boruto was only was actually only like every two months, I think. Um, so it would actually be, like, expanding, I'm pretty sure. So the rumor um, is that it's actually speeding up production. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is not surprising, uh, considering that it's not, if it's Naruto, it's gonna have, like, 10 billion episodes, 10,000 chapters. I mean, it already has, like, 100 plus episodes, so. Yeah, and still going. No, yep. no signs of sl- stop. No signs of stopping. Um, so more than likely, Boruto's gonna keep going. Not, is Naruto gonna be one of those things that keeps going to like the end of time? Oh much? yeah. Like, like remember when we all thought that Naruto was ending, and then they're like, "Nah, we're just making the main character his son now," and everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, all right." <laughs> and, and it's like so. So Naruto is gonna be so. So like so it's gonna be like Dragon Ball. It's gonna be one of those things that just keeps going till the end of time, pretty much, um, and never end. No. Ever. Uh, I I just um, did a fact check. Uh, the anime is currently at episode one oh nine as of this recording. So yeah, uh, if you have not plus episodes, the Boruto, no sign of stopping. If you have not watched the Boruto anime, I I, I completely understand why. Um, probably because you never finished Naruto. Probably because you never finished Naruto, or you don't care enough to watch it. Uh, it's quite good actually, but it uh, it's definitely uh, not. For, it's definitely for. Naruto fans only. Uh, if you've not seen Naruto, why are you watching Boruto? Is my fucking question. Why would you start with Boruto? Um, but whatever. Um, uh, and that's all the news we have for today. Uh, oh my god! I thought, yeah. Oh my god! Is right. <laughs> oh my god! We've been here for oh, years. Oh. We've been here for ten thousand years. Uh, I think we're ready to move on to our featured anthem of the podcast oh i think we've been ready since the episode started but you know oh we've been fucking ready um our featured anime of the podcast is of course as you can tell from the thumbnail uh uh to our the the 2011 um the 2011 magical girl uh magical girl drama uh Purella magi madoka magica directed by aki shimbo and written by gen urobuchi from studio shaft it aired for 12 episodes from january 7th 2011 to to April 22nd, 2011, and is currently licensed by Antiplex of America with their outrageous prices. Um, and you can, and but if you don't want to pay for it, you can find it for free on Crunchyroll in both sub and dub. Both the sub and dub are available for free watchers. You do not need to have an account to watch Madoka Magica. There is no excuse. So here's <laughs> what. Go- so here's what you do. You pause this episode. You go to the link in the description. You watch all 12 episodes, and then after you're done crying. You come back. <laughs> you come back, and because it, uh, and also we will sell gear. And I think this is, I, you know, for me, I think this is m- 
considering the nature of Madoka Magica, this is going to be more relevant than usual, and I feel like we should do this. There will be a massive spoiler warning. If you've not seen Madoka Magica, for the love of God, do not go further into this episode because Madoka Magica is filled with spoilers. Mm-hmm. So do, do uh, go in knowing as little as possible for this show. For the love of God, please. Yeah. Um, so if you've not seen Madoka Magica, please stop this episode. Go watch it. Link is in the description below. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. You can also buy it from Aniplex for like a hundred bucks. For like a hundred and fifty dollars. For a hundred and fifty dollars. Aniplex sucks. Yeah. Um Remember when they re-released Brotherhood on Blu-ray and it turns out that the prices were just as ridiculous as they always were? And everyone yeah, was I like mean, the bo- fuck. I mean, the box art looks great uh, the box is great like the stuff that comes with is great but like that's the thing about any place is that they're super expensive but like the level of quality you get with their box sets is like kind of worth it oddly enough um because like the original releases from anoka magica uh were like oh yeah it's like a hundred it's like 80 bucks for like three episodes but you don't get just get like those episodes you also get like divisional japanese commentaries for those episodes you get like a soundtrack you get like a bunch of fucking posters you get like you get like a bunch of shit that goes along with it so it's like huh okay <laughs> all right so you can just take my money then aniplex just why not i mean having i mean having the soundtrack on hand would be uh this is one of those shows that i would actually not I would actually want to have a soundtrack CD for. Because yeah, oh. uh, We'll get into that. So Madoka Magica uh, follows, well, obviously, Madoka Kaname. Uh, Madoka Kaname is your <laughs> everyday middle school student. Um, hmm. uh, everyday middle school student uh, who goes to school, basically does what you think a middle, school's, uh, a middle school girl uh, of her age would do. She goes out with friends. She, she, uh, she has a... Uh, uh, talks about her future with her mom. Uh, she she's constantly worried about whether or not she'll get a love letter in the in her locker or whatever. So standard standard stuff. When one day she gets a uh, where she gets she comes into contact with a mysterious cat like creature known as Cube. Now Cube is running from uh, running from this new transfer student that recently came in uh, named Homura Kemi. Uh, and Homer Kemi is, is what is known as a magical girl. Magical girls fight witches. In this world, fight witches. It, it, you know, fight witches, which spread curses at, uh, across the world and, ca- and basically cause people to, you know, basically kill themselves, pretty much. Uh, commit suicide, kill other people. Bunch of bad shit. Um, uh, Madoka and Sayaka are saved by a, another fellow magical girl named Mami Tomoe who is an upperclassman at the exact same school that that goes to. And Madoka and Sayaka uh, uh, Sayaka go on adventures adventures with her and save the world from witches. If only it were that simple. Yeah, sure, that's Um, what it's about. (laughs) If only it were that simple, because Madoka Magica is not your everyday magical ghost show um, at all. uh, Because a couple of episodes in, uh, Mommy's dead. Mommy Mommy's gets her killed. fucking neck snapped, her head eaten, she's fucking dead. Yeah, Mommy's killed. Um, and suddenly the reality of the situation of what uh, that Madoka and Sayaka found themselves in, specifically Madoka has found themselves in, is that being a magical girl is not a good thing. It's not a happy thing. It's not a good life. Uh, and 
revelation with revelation after revelation coming across, uh, specifically involving Homura, uh, Sayaka, and a new magical girl named Kyoko Sakura, as well as uh, the a, pos- uh, a possible and also revelations about the mysterious uh, about Kube and hit, and uh, Kube's actual agenda. And a bunch of shit happens. This show is fucking great. Shane, take it from here. Talk about this show. Okay, hang on. I just re- I just realized I need to put the big red X over Q-Bay because I can't stand to look at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just so we get that out of the way now. Um, Madoka Magica is a very interesting show because... That's an understatement of the century, uh, but I digress. It's one of those shows that it seems like it's a very stereotypical kind of magical girl show. It seems like it falls into a lot of the standard tropes. But there's just this faint hint that something is off. And then once it goes into high gear, suddenly everything goes wrong. Nothing is what it seems. You are going to be miserable and you will like it. <laughs> the show, Bean Maguka is suffering. Um, yeah. Maguka is suffering. Maguka is sadness. <laughs> Maguka is the sad. Um, <laughs> but uh, my my first uh, impressions of the show. Uh, this is one of those shows that I, I watched for the first time three years ago. Uh, I just watched it on a whim because I heard all you guys mentioned it to me and how good it was. So I decided to start watching it on a whim. I watched the first episode. Uh, T minus four hours later, I was done and in tears. And uh, this show changed my life forever (laughs) because Madoka Magica takes everything you would expect from a standard magical girl show and says, Hey, how fucked up can we make this? And it just goes with it. And, Sure, surely enough, uh, there is death, depression, and despair, abundance, and honestly, if you're not crying by the end of the show, I'm pretty sure you have no feelings. You have um, no heart. You have no all. heart, soul, or anything of the like, uh, because this is one of the most emotionally charged, depressing, but also optimistic shows I've ever seen in my life, because... <laughs> Despite all of this dark, depressing subject matter, there's also these undertones of hope and faith that just underline the entire show. Because in the end, friendship and love saves everything. Uh, but you gotta go through some shit to get there first. So, and this <laughs> you show, have to go through some shit. And this show is incredible, and it is one of the... Honestly, it's not in my top five for personal reasons because I, 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 some shows are too near and dear to my heart. Um, but this show is one of the best directed, written, animated, storyboarded, composed, voice acted, everything show I've ever watched. And it really shows its brilliance on a second viewing. Honestly, I this is one of the few shows I would recommend watching more than once. Because honestly, the second viewing is a completely different experience. Uh-huh. And it's kind of ridiculous how good the show is. Yeah, Matt, I know you have things to say. So why don't you tell us what you think of Madoka Magica? Uh, I watched Madoka Magica, like you said, on a whim a while ago. I, I watched it. Um, I actually watched it. 
uh, because uh, because I had a friend who was a huge fan, and he was like, "Yo, so there's this series called Madoka Magica, and it's got a movie coming out called Bellion. It's coming to theaters. Uh, you want to come see it with me?" I'm like, "I, I haven't seen Madoka Magica," uh, and I'm like, "He's like, well, you got wa- you, you watched it first. Uh, so like literally, I want to say like in the span of like four days." I watched the entirety of Madoka Magica, the first two VCAP movies, and Rebellion, back to back to back. Uh, pretty much in the span of a weekend, um, which was something. Um, and that's pretty much what but, happened with me. Like, as soon as, I, uh, yeah. as soon as I finished the show, I went right into the recap movies, and then Rebellion, and... Uh... Yeah. Ooh! Well, well, the, well, yeah, this... this uh, for those clarif- for clarifications, this will not cover rebellion we are saving that for another episode uh because rebellion is its own beast and we're not discussing that here um but uh so i watched it uh, so basically watch it because i wanted to go like head out with my uh, with my friends and uh and just go see rebellion so i watched it and i watched it in basically a day uh binge watched the entire thing and by the end of it i Message my friend, and I just mention him, and I just say to him, "I hate you," because uh, uh, this show is. I I am obsessed with it. I am fucking obsessed with this show. This show is so. This show is downright perfection uh, in every sense of the word. Uh, I've I think I've seen this show like four times at this point, four to five times at this point. I can't count um, because I don't know it the exact amount I've seen it. Um, cause every, t- every time I watch it, it I, I'm always reminded, like, I, I always, like, I'll, I'll go a little bit without watching it. I'll be like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Madoka Madoka And then I'll rewatch it. And then I'm also amazed by like, I'm like, dude, but I, I, cause I always know Madoka Madoka is good, but every time I watch it, I'm like, man, Madoka Madoka is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, really good. And I can't. And I think the thing, one of the things that makes it so good is I don't, there's nothing else like it on the market right now. There, there, there wasn't anything like it when it came out. And even with the surge of dark magical ghost shows that it spawned, there is still nothing else like it. Like, Like, it's still. (laughs) Like, when you have a show that spawns a bunch of imitators and none of the imitators come close to capturing the same feel you know you've done something right it's not even it's not even a contest like there's barely any like it's not even like oh it's not like oh there's one that's like really close like no it's not even close there's none that are as good as madoka magica and i think and one of the things that surprised me the most about madoka magica is that all these dark magical girl shows are focused on like a lot, the lot, the lot more action based than Madoka is. Madoka is not an action show in the slightest. It has barely any action in it. It's mostly a character drama. It is absolutely a character just, drama that had just happens to be about magical girls. There's some episodes that will go by with like no action, like at all, and yet you're, it's like the infinitely more compelling than the stuff that has action in it. Yeah, and it's. It's and then, but that's not to say what the action in this show when it is there is. Oh my <laughs> god, so, so good! And I and that's not, not that's not also not getting into the fact that the of uh, the visuals of this show, the directing, the writing of this show, the fact that this show 
fucking from for the first frame is infinite the first frame of this goddamn show is like this weird trippy like like uh black and white like staircase that like is like warps and like uh, warps and goes in and out it's kind of like a like a visual like just kind of like a so much going on visually and that should tell you everything you need to know about this show is that every frame of this show there's so much going on thematically symbolically and plot wise that it's nearly impossible to talk about all of it in one sitting like, like there's just so much going on like i i briefly want to interrupt but one of the things i love most about the show and one of the things that definitely stood out the most to me was that mm-hmm. in a lot of other anime they like to waste time even in a show that's incredibly focused they like to waste time on frivolous bullshit here and there madoka is mm-hmm. one of the only shows i've seen where literally every single frame has a purpose in the larger narrative Everything yeah. is laser focused on progressing the story forward, and yeah. a lot of and anime don't get that. Surprise! This, this show moves like at a clip. By the way, too, it moves at a clip. Each episode is like twenty five minutes, and usually it's like a minute or two longer than the than standard anime is. But it moves at a clip. Uh, it moves so fast, but it's not like a it's not a bad thing. It moves like at like a really good pace and it's really well done. Uh, so let's move on to specifics. Let's talk about the hardest question in the mm. history of questions. Ooh. What's the favorite episode of Madoka Magica? In uh, uh. in a, a show where there is no bad episode. No, absolutely uh, not. Um uh, each episode is a 10 out of 10 to be honest. Um So I thought long and hard about this. Um, and by, by long and hard, he probably means 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but going into this rewatch, there was one episode that stood out in my mind. Um, and then once I got to it, it was immediately clear that this was absolutely the best episode uh, in my mind. And that is episode 10, I Won't Rely on Anyone Anymore. Oh yeah! Ooh. Oh, this episode. So, ah, oh, this episode. So, this episode, we get Homura's backstory, and we finally understand what her deal with Madoka is. And oh my god, it's like from a narrative from a narrative perspective, this episode is brilliant because it does such an amazing job at recontextualizing everything we've seen up to this point. Because I even said to Matt uh, on the second viewing, it's very apparent from the get-go that there is something up. And you wouldn't have this knowledge unless you've seen this before, because there's very subtle details in everything that Homura does that you wouldn't get unless you know exactly what she's been through. And what she's been through is a fucking hellscape of constantly trying to save her friends and failing and rewinding back through time to do it all over again. And she's just stuck in this endless cycle of suffering that she can't break out of. And it's honestly one of the more compelling character stories for me. It might be the most compelling to me. Uh, I know you would argue otherwise, but uh, I love everything about Homura and everything that this episode does to recontextualize all of her actions. And it's one of those episodes, which is honestly my favorite kind of episode, where once you understand exactly what's going on and you go back to other episodes, you see everything. 
Like, her subtle movements, her little tics, the way she talks and presents herself, it all becomes immediately clear because you know exactly what she's gone through to get to this point. And it's yeah. just... Ah! Yeah, Gorbucci confirmed, by the way. Uh, he has... Orobuchi, by the way, Gen Orobuchi did a fuck ton of planning for this show. Like, he has the entirety of the lore and everything, like, already in his head. Like, this is, like, a level of, like, he's obviously been planning this show for a very long time. Uh, and he had, he had, he stated that the exact amount of loops that, that Homer went through is 1,354. Mm-hmm. Um, 1,350. Imagine going through and seeing your friends die that, that many times over and over and over again with no, no, seemingly no end in sight. Uh, like they just, only, they only show like four loops in the actual episode, but it, they make it very apparent. Um, they make it very apparent that she's gone through way more than that. And like, yeah. And, uh, the one thing I think I love the most about this episode is its structure. Because this show has a very particular structure to its episodes, where it'll usually start with an opening scene that is letterboxed and a cinematic aspect ratio. It'll cut to the opening, and it'll go into the rest of the episode. This episode plays in reverse, because it starts with the normal format. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the very end, the last scene is letterboxed. And then the opening is at the very end. And yeah. I love that from a thematic perspective because it honestly plays into Homer's character that she's gone through so many loops and she's had to watch her friends die so many times that everything in episode 10 being in reverse is kind of brilliant. And it, it goes down to like the actual storyboarding too. Because it, it, it plays back scenes from the first episode, but everything's reversed. The placement, uh, even the uh, roles are reversed. Because in episode yeah. one, Homura was the stern one leading Madoka to the nurse's office. And then in episode 10, it's reversed, where Homura is the, the shyer, uh, less intrusive one. And, and Madoka and is taking the lead. Like And Madoka is this happy, preppy... Uh... Very like like uh, like like standard like if this was a if this like like the episode ten the way episode ten starts in terms of like the the dynamics it feels more like the magical go show you probably expected you were getting with Madoka Magica at first yeah. uh, from the fact from the fact that Madoka in terms of protagonist it's like your like standard like I want to help a I want to help people type mm -hmm. of you know magical girl and then you got mommy as well. Yeah. Um, and then episode uh, 10 and then episode 10 all culminates in that final scene which is the very first scene in the show from Homer's perspective that adds in more details and context and god damn I love it too much like it is a masterpiece of directing storyboarding writing uh, I, I I can't say anymore because I'll just ramble at this point um but Matt What's your favorite episode? Which I I think I can guess it. Uh. Go on. Did he drop? Matt, did you drop? Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's really unfortunate, isn't it? Well, we'll get back to Matt in just a second. 
Uh, honestly, it gives me time to decompress a little bit, which is fine because that episode 10 is fucking incredible and I love it so much. Um, hello, Matthew. Hello. Uh, just give me a second. Uh, my what happened to up. you? Discord explode. Uh, my internet exploded for like two seconds. My internet oh, said okay. nope, and then it wasn't Discord. It was not Discord okay. on my end. Um, it well, was I, not Discord I refresh on- Discord just to be safe. So it was not Discord on my end. It was actually my internet because suddenly my ping spiked to like ten thousand and stayed there for your entire monologue. And I'm very sorry. Um, so like you sound like eh, 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 you were speaking like. At like negative speed. Well, so. that's fine. Don't worry. About uh, I knew you. Were, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah. so it's not a big deal. Um, okay, so what's your so, favorite episode? I think I can guess what it is. It was between two episodes, and I and I it oh, it was hard to pick. It was between I was so I was stupid, so stupid, and my very best friend. So episode uh, eight is, in the finale. Yeah, because uh, I because both of these episodes are fucking just incredible. But I have to go with. I was stupid. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Episode eight. Because holy mother of God. Um, because I don't know. Okay. To talk about how like fucking economical the storytelling in this show is. Episode eight has a number of reveals that in any other show would be spread out over the course of like an entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is an episode where Sayaka goes insane. Yep. Um, Sayaka goes insane. Um, uh, uh, she and kills and kills two dudes on a train. Yeah, those guys get um, murked. Um, uh, uh, we find out Homura's true nature. We find out that she is like from the she that she has that she's like that she's pretty that she can use time magic. Um, uh, we find out that Kubei can't be fucking killed. Um, we find out that um, uh, we find out that uh. No, and we uh, we also find out uh, what happens to magical girls when they die. Um, they turn into witches, and we also find out. Uh, uh, and we also see Saika turn into a witch mm-hmm. all in the span of twenty four minutes, and it just never lets up. It never stops. It nope. just, you think you think it's about to wrap up at multiple points, but then you just keeps going, and you're <laughs> like, how is, how are you like, still going? This episode is comprised of scenes, and every scene has a purpose in the greater narrative. Every scene has a thematic purpose, showing, you know, more of the events and how the characters truly operate. Like, the scene where Sayaka lashes out at Madoka, the scene with Sayaka on the train, the scene where Homura confronts Madoka, the scene with Kyubei... Uh, the scene with Kyoko and Sayaka at the train station. The scene where Sayaka transforms into a witch. Like, yeah. there's so much uh, going on in this episode at once, yet it never feels like any one thing is overstaying its welcome. Yeah, I, th- I I love the scene on the train, too. I think the scene on the train is one of my favorite scenes in the show, um, by far. Mm-hmm. It's entirely in black and white, too. The, the, the scene's entirely like in black and white in these grays. And the Cespia colors, except for one thing, and that's like Saika's eyes, mm-hmm. who are blood red. And then she just, and then I love how like in other anime, like it's it's heavily, it's never. I mean, we say he she killed the pe- guys, but it's never actually stated whether or not she killed them. We just assume uh, she did. 
we just assume she did from the editing and the fact that like it has that weird like spiral effect mm-hmm. when she like looks at them um apparently by the way to make this even more ag- uh, aggravating urobuchi apparently sp- uh, made that scene uh, took that scene directly from real life because I think uh, because apparently he actually was on a train with two people like that and he actually felt the same way as Sayaka. So make that more aggravating. Mm. Um, the fact that these two guys exist in real life. Um, yeah, I don't blame Sayaka. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but um, uh, I I love this episode. I also love what it does with Kyoko too uh, a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kyoko has some of my favorite development in the show. Um, at, from you know, going from like your standard, like kind of like villainous, mag- like your villainous rival magical girl, to one of the most comp, like one of the more complicated, complex characters on the show. She- um, <laughs> I have, mm, I have a really weird analogy to make with Kyoko that it would make more spend. It would make more sense if Spencer was here, and he would probably freak out. Um, looking back on it, though, it kind of makes sense. Kyoko, to me, reminds me a lot of Virgil from DMC. <laughs> and, and, hear me out. Because Kyoko, at the beginning, she's like your stereotypical villainous magical girl. She's meant to be the rival character. She's in the pursuit of power. Without power, you can't protect anything. Just like Virgil! And then over the course of the show, see, she slowly starts to come out of her shell and become a more likable, grounded person and realize maybe power isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Just like Virgil. <laughs> sorry, I, I just had to get that <laughs> off my chest. Just like Virgil. Uh, but it's one of, it's a... Uh... Uh, I love, uh, uh, and this is, and honestly, I feel bad picking only episode eight because every episode of this show has stuff I love. Yeah. Every episode has stuff I love from the opening scene of episode one to like the witch fight in episode two uh, to mommy's, mommy's death, death in, in episode, episode three. Um, and, and episode four has the fight between Sayaka and Kyoko, which, by the way, is a masterclass of storyboarding. Yep. That fight is one of the best storyboarded fights I've ever seen. Um, Oh, we'll talk about uh, the storyboarding ep- for the show later. But oh yeah, we'll see Ooh. that uh, episode. Uh, fuck it. Um, uh, actually, no. Episode five has it. No, yeah, I'm episode done. five has the fight. Um, uh, episode ep- four. Uh, episode four is Sayaka. Uh, gr- oh, it's got the fucking Hotomi stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When Sayaka first shows up, oh my god. Um, uh, so, um, uh, episode six has the the fucking ending where we find out oh yeah the soul gems are actually oh yeah the soul the gems are actually your souls and if they're too far from your body you're just dead <laughs> bye bye um when you uh and in episode seven of course has like the final that final scene uh with sayaka just beating the crap, beating out, the of crap the out of the witch yeah and also kyoko's backstory done entirely in shadow puppets yeah uh, which i think is a very unique choice don't um, waste food yeah, don't waste food. And also, her backstory is super depressing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just, I just, I love this show. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I, I, uh, I love the finale too. I almost picked the finale because I think the finale is night perfection. Yeah. Um, it's exactly the show. It, and I don't think there's any other show note the show could have ended on. To be completely honest with you, uh, it feels like they wrote the ending first and then wrote like words to try oh, to figure out how they they probably did like let's be real yeah, they, yeah. um but 
But yeah, let's talk about favorite characters because hmm. <laughs> uh, all I now now all five of the main cast members could you know be here yeah. um, in like the lead role in like here. So like, I'm pretty sure that. Um, so I'm like so like I'm pretty sure that like all of us could have like both of us could have like completely different answers and be like just as valid as the mm-hmm. next one. So, but Shane, which one's who's your favorite character in the show? Well, okay. Uh, There's a difference. This is basically a best girl contest. So like, Here, here's the thing though. When it comes to that, I'm separating best character and best girl. Because if I had to pick best girl, it would be Kyoko. Because that is absolutely the type of character that I love seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. That kind of snarky, sarcastic, overly confident fighter who has a soft spot inside. But in terms of best character, the one character in the show that I think has the best story, the best writing, and the best purpose, mm-hmm. it's Homura. It's Homura Akemi. And uh, honestly... I can't say anything else that I didn't say when I was talking about episode 10 that doesn't involve her, because I'd just be repeating myself. Homura is a very interesting character in the context of the show, because from the get-go, you under- you realize, something's up with this bitch. And honestly, on first viewing, she was my least favorite character, because I was totally like, what the fuck is up with this bitch? What is her deal? Why does she? <laughs> why is she like this? And then, of course, you get the revelation in episode ten that she's a time traveler who's had to watch her friends die thousands of times over and over again. And it's like, okay, suddenly everything's justified. No, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Um, and again, just that episode with her backstory just puts everything else in the show into context. And then you start to see every subtle action that Homer does, and you know exactly what's happening and why she's doing it. Because, like, in episode three, she warns Mommy not to fight the witch because she knows that she's going to get killed. Um, In episode six, she tries to stop Madoka from throwing uh, Sayaka's soul gem off the bridge because she knows that that's her soul. Like... And that's going to cause Sayaka's mental breakdown. Yeah. Uh... Unfortunately, uh, that does not work because uh, Madoka like, is kind of an idiot. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Um, and she tries to warn Madoka to forget about Sayaka because she knows Sayaka's fate. And it's like, once you once you understand where she came from and what she's been through, everything she does makes perfect sense. And honestly, I don't I don't think any other character in the show has a better backstory, uh, a better narrative purpose. Uh, more depth than Homura because I mean Rebellion kind of ruins her because we understand her true true nature but we're not getting into that now but as it stands in the actual show Homura is definitely my favorite just because of what they did with her and how they managed to make all of her bitchiness make sense in a justifiable way and it's like she's got so many layers to her I could talk about her all day but I'm not going to um, now, Matt, you have a very obvious favorite character. I have a very obvious choice because my obvious, because unlike you, a coward, me, oh, thank you. An, an, me, an intellectual, obviously best girl and best character line up. And that is my girl, my blue haired tomboy, Sayaka Miki. Sayaka Miki. I love, oh my God. I love her so much. I love this. I love all right. 
She okay. So Sayakamiki, her story actually makes up the bulk of Madoka Magica's story. Um, her her character makes up the makes up like her arc is like the major like the middle section of this show is mostly about Sayaka's story um, and how it directly relates to everything else. Uh, because of that, Sayaka gets pretty much along with Homura probably the most development in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Sayaka's development because of... Now, I love Sayaka's development because of how subtly it's portrayed. Like, it's not... In most mental... Like, in most stuff like this, Sayaka would... It, it, it would be it would be like hammered over your head that, like, Sayaka's are going to go, like, nuts. But here, it could seem to come out of nowhere, but the signs are, like, there from, like, the get-go. From the fact that, hi, uh, she's you know, she's obsessed with the idea of like like justice and like she's the standard like he, he, you've seen this in magical ghost shows before the character like the Sailor Mars style character who I also love um, where like a character is like I it's like I it's like I it's like I'm do, it's like is like doing the good thing not out of like a sense of like duty but out of a sense of justice uh, they're like all might pretty much. Um, Sorry, I was drinking some water. Um, That's fine. H2O is important. H2 is very – stay hydrated, folks. Um, and I th- and Sayaka – Sayaka's development is probably in terms – is up is like – like Homura's development is also nuanced. It's really nuanced as well. Uh, but I – Sayaka's stood out – like resonated with me personally because of how – because 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 I one of because the thing I loved about how they did Sayaka is how despite the fact that what she like you can see that she like is that while she's still like you can still argue that she that like she still like loses her mind they never make her unrelatable they never mm-hmm. make they never demonize her for going that way there's a lot of tenderness there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of understanding with the from a writing perspective on how they write her and it just makes her eventual turn all the more tragic mm-hmm. um and i think plus I love- and i think sorry to interrupt um yeah. but i i think that's portrayed beautifully in the final scene with her and Monica in the theater where they're kind of reflecting on their friendship and what Sayaka uh, turned into. And she's like, you know, I guess it was meant to be this way. I think I'm okay with it. Like, she co- she comes to terms with what happened to her, and it's just really nice. Yeah, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. Um and the, and I still and and again this is also like a aesthetic thing. I love her design. Um, I love her magical girl design. I love how she looks like she looks like a knight, bro. When she fucking comes in with the fucking flowing cape, I was like, oh shit, here we fucking go. Uh, she's got my favorite design of out of all the girls. Actually, I think she's got my yeah, she's got my favorite design. She, I love how the, she looks like a knight, and I that makes sense because she's Kyoko's knight in shining armor. Um, this metaphorically and symbolically. Um, and I love, I love how, I, I and I, 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 
that's the thing like that oh we'll get into this more but i love how each character is coded but like um or but uh, i just love her design too and again i similar to like you and kyoko i just love this type of character mm-hmm. um uh she she's basically she's a, she's the she's the tomboyest tomboy that's ever tomboyed uh she, and tomboys uh, are the best yeah ag- fucking right um but um I like I absolutely I love that it's like she's she I like out like out of like like she 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 teases but she relentlessly teases Madoka she 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 speaks her mind and does not give a fuck what nope. you think um she brings a bat she uh, brings to- a bat into a restaurant and she's like yeah we're gonna go fuck up some witches and I'm like you're in public stop that <laughs> and I love her um. Like she brings a bat. Uh, I just, I just love Sayaka. Now, time for worst character. And, oh, there oh is God. only one answer, and That's don't let a, Spencer it, fool you because he is wrong. He he is wrong, and we're just gonna say it together in three, two, one. Cubey. Fuck this. Fuck this cat thing. Fuck this little. This cat stupid thing. little cat alien thing can go fucking die in a million holes. <laughs> I, I fucking hate this. I thing. hate him so much. As you can see, the giant red X upon his face basically summarizes how I feel about him. The fucking piece of shit. Piece I of hate him. Stupid, stupid cunt. Fucking I. Uh, all right, fucking all right. So he's not a bad character, no. like written character at all. He's really well written. And here's the and thing. I hate him. Here's the thing. You can have a really well developed written character and still fucking hate their guts. Yeah, I hate this gut. I hate Cube. Cube, by the way, is a not a cat. He's an alien known as an incubator. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's the race's name. He's an incubator who has, since the dawn of time, pretty much overseen humanity's evolution and has manipulated it in such a way so that they that their plan can that the incubator's plan can uh, function. Uh, and the, the, he's, he's manipulative. Mm-hmm. He had, he lacks any sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. He has, he's, he only thinks in logistics and statistics. Um, and he's fucking terrifying. Yep. And I hate him. Yeah. Like I was talking to you, uh, while I was watching this, I'm like, I figured out what about QB I fucking hate. It's how logical he is. And normally, if there's a if there's a very logical character that has some semblance of human emotion, mm-hmm. then I probably wouldn't hate them as much as Kubey because Kubey lacks that. Like it's the fact that he's so cold and logical in his thinking while also lacking any sort of human emotion or even the general concept of what human emotion is is why I fucking hate him. Like if he was the way he was, but he at least understood the concept of human empathy, then maybe I wouldn't hate his guts as much as I do. But the fact that he doesn't, and he completely believes that what he's doing is justifiable, it makes me hate his fucking guts. I can't fucking stand him. 
Yeah, I, I, I hate. I and hate, don't I hate believe him. anything Spencer tells you because he is on the he is on the the train that Hubei did nothing wrong, and I he, think he Spencer is, has never been more wrong in his life. He is the he is the one the one man on the train. He is the I I have never met anyone. He is the else, conductor the on the train. He is. I have never met anyone else who likes who like says that about Hubei. I have honestly never met that in my life. Uh. Which makes, and I'm just like, how? And you know what? If if he was here, he could explain himself, but he's not. So we're going to shit on him as much as we can, because oh, Cube did everything wrong, and Cube's a bitch. Cube, bitch, and I hate him so much. Yeah, I uh. I hate him so much. Where, uh, where, where's the thing I said? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the message I sent you about Cubay because it basically it basically sums up everything I feel. Also, oh, apparently the also apparently the show doesn't explain this, but it's in the backstory for it. The incubator race is a hive mind. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, they don't. Yeah, they're not. They're not individual people. They're a hive mind that when one of them dies. Another one will actually, when they eat the other person, they actually gain all the memories of that particular incubator. So everything that, that everything that this incubator, as we know as Cubay, experiences on Earth is basically transmitted to the rest of the hive. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's what I said to you um, <laughs> on our Discord. Everything Cubay says makes perfect logical sense, but it's too logical. It lacks human empathy, and that's why I fucking hate him. If he could at least understand the concept of human emotions, maybe it'd be a bit better. As it is, it makes him a phenomenal villain, but I fucking hate everything about him. Yeah, and, and they, like, because like, on his planet, emotions is considered a mental disorder. Yeah, I love when he says that, he's talking to Madoka, and he's like, what you classify as emotions on my planet, we consider a mental disorder. And I'm like, well, that's just the U.S. government. In a nutshell, isn't it? Oh, uh, <laughs> like that one sentence is more relevant now than it was in 2011. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, uh, this will, uh, this will be uh, on on another note. Uh, did you watch this in sub or dub? By the way, I watched or... it dubbed. I watched it in sub. Uh, we watched because uh, I'm not a huge fan of the dub for Madoka. I think it's a little clunky. Um, uh, not the fault of the. Uh, I think that's less of a fault of the writers. Uh, because the writing's really good in the dub. I think it's the fact that they got all newcomers, mostly newcomers, for the dub at the time. So because of that, it's a definitely a little clunky. Um, I actually, I actually didn't mind the dub. I, I actually liked a, a lot of the performances. I felt like it fit most of the characters. Like, I can agree with you on some aspect. Like, I think... I think Sayaka and Kyoko in particular are really clunky in the dub. Um, I would agree with Kyoko, not so much Sayaka. I actually really liked. It's, uh, it's by the way, the voice of Kyoko is the voice of Annie. Uh, I think her performance as Annie is better. Um, uh, I actually, now, that being said, one, I think Rebellion's dub is far better than this, and mm-hmm. far better than the original series. I think the movie's dub, like the recap movie's dub, is far better than the dub for the uh, for the for the show because they redubbed it, and with the with the added experience that all the characters have, it's a far better dub. Uh, so if you're gonna watch it dubbed, watch the movies. And watch, uh, watch unfortunately, the movies and watch they're not the available because they're excellent. Unfortunately, second, they're not available would, anywhere now. Yeah, which sucks. But uh, second, 
I want to give props to one actress in particular in the dub who I think gives one of my all-time favorite dub performances, and that's Cassandra Lee as Cube, mm-hmm. uh, who does whose performance is so good uh, that I am fucking floored that she did not win any any awards for this. Yeah, because uh, her performance is beyond excellent. Um, she she uh, apps she one hundred percent captures uh, the cold, calculated nature of Cube in like the best way possible. Yeah, like I every love her performance, every yeah. line she delivers is just that right amount of disjointed, like lack of sincerity. Like mm-hmm. every, you can tell in the way she uh, voices Cube that everything he says has this air of doubt to it. Like we can't yeah. trust anything this thing says. Yeah. Uh, have you? Uh, by have you like uh, actually listened to like the side by side of the dub and the sub versions of Cube? No. By the way, they sound nearly identical. It's actually horrifying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cassandra Lee was like 100 percent like she fucking watched like the sub beforehand, and she because she sounds exactly like Emilio Cato's performance in the sub. Like it's almost it's uncanny on how similar they sound. Um, uh, which may be why how this also, I think, adds to how impressive the performance is. Yeah. Uh, uh, However, but yeah, let's one, move on. To- there's one thing before we move on I want to mention, specifically with Cassandra Lee, uh, that I noticed on the rewatch, um, because it's 2019 now, and uh, Cassandra Lee has gone to do on many different roles, including uh, another cat from another anime-like property, once I figured it out, I couldn't hear her as anything other than Morgana from Peach <laughs> And it fucking, it bugged the shit out of me the entire show. Because I just heard Morgana instead of Cube, and I'm like, well, fuck. I'm pretty sure that she, I'm pretty sure that she was only cast as Morgana because, like, hey, you were that cat thing. You were that cat Magica. Madoka Magica, right? And she's like, oh, I think that's a different type of character. You're Morgana now. <laughs> Because all I could hear was fucking Morgana's voice, and it bugged the shit out of me the entire show. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, oh, so I imagine Cube just looking at Madoka saying, go to sleep, Joker. <laughs> go to sleep, Madoka. <laughs> also, also, can I just hate say that I hate it when, and I hate it, how Cube can just show up anywhere like a fucking just... <laughs> Honestly, be- they do such a good job at... Uh, presenting that because half of the shots he's in, I don't notice him there at all. Like he's, yeah, he's, it's creepy. It's so creepy. He's like this. Uh, he's like this omnipresence that you never know when he'll show up until he does, and then you notice him, and he's like, "Have have you been there the whole time? Like what? <laughs> like you creepy motherfucker." Like no, I love the. I think my favorite shot is like when it's like in one of my favorite shots is in episode is in is in episode eleven when it, it, it when Madoka's sad and like Madoka's like sad on the on the bed and it and the sh- and the, it's framed like Cuba's like in three separate places at once like she's he's in front of the bed behind the bed and out the window like all at once no like, like, and you're like like it's he, like oh my god like he he's on he's on the shelf above her with the stuffed animals but his shadow like mm-hmm. casts out to the room so he's like it looks like he's outside the window but also in front of her because of his mm-hmm. shadow and it's like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 
it's actually scary as fuck, actually. Because then it's almost like that he's everywhere, just watching, yeah. always watching. Um, <laughs> Big brother, always watching, always waiting. Oh my god! So let's talk about this. Let's talk about other things we really liked about this show. Everything. Every okay, everything. Um, final score. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. All right. Um, the so- let's talk about the storyboarding because we've mentioned that several times already. The, this um, the storyboarding in this show is some of the best storyboarding I have seen in not just anime but in in animation in general. Hell, mm-hmm. even like live action. Um, yeah. This show is storyboarded so immaculately. Like every every frame is carefully constructed. Every frame has a purpose. Everything within the frame has a role to play. And everything is framed so goddamn well. Like, this entire show, every frame in the show could be a wallpaper or, like, a, a mural. And it would be, it would look fucking phenomenal. It looks great. I, 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 one of my favorite shots in episode, is an episode, five, like, the Kyoko Sakura fight in episode five, by the way, is so fucking well storyboarded mm-hmm. um and one of my favorite shots is when like it's really brief but you see like like uh, because it's like there's like puddles and stuff on the ground so some like as they're fighting some like uh like water like water droplets go up in the air and you just see in the reflection just homura yes just yes past. I, kn- I and it's yeah. so brief because mm-hmm. she stopped i'm pretty sure she stops time there and is really super brief too. yeah she just stops time and then runs past and you see her reflection in the water drops and it's like oh <laughs> it's oh it's so good like, um i just <sighs> for 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 greater context we're both film majors so stuff like this gives us very hard erections <laughs> <laughs> very hard film erections um uh i want to say something that i think is rather impressive this show does something that i don't see a lot of anime do uh a lot of anime even like really stuff like even stuff like one punch man which is like nothing but movement will have shot shots like where like they'll take a still frame and then they'll just like pan over it for like five to ten seconds yeah. mm-hmm. to like it's- it's like a very standard anime production trope to save on the budget. It's save on the budget. Madoka has none of that. I'm pretty fuck. I'm pretty sure that like if there's a panning shot, something's moving. There's like um, there's like a couple in there, but whatever the subject of the frame is, it's moving. Like I think yeah. one is, I can't remember what episode it was. It might be episode two or three. Um, when Sayaka and Madoka are on the roof and they're talking about the Magical Girl oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, there's a panning shot of Sayaka. Yeah, there's a panning shot of her uh, against the fence, but she's moving. Like, very subtly, but she's still moving. Yeah, she's in the wind is there, too. and and Or oh, the clouds are moving, too. Like, always mm-hmm. the clouds are moving there, too. So that's kind of... Usually, if it's a still frame, they'll put it as, like, a single shot. Like, as an unmoving, unbroken shot. It feels very cinematic like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very calculated, and that's why I say it feels very calculated. Every shot feels calculated because it's almost like that they they don't feel the need to move the camera unless they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they usually no, go ahead. Uh, they usually feel like it, it, I, I love stuff that does that because that shows a lot of confidence in the mm-hmm. stuff that they're showing. Yeah, um, from a directorial perspective. Uh, one of my favorite frames in the show is. Um... It's the scene where Sayaka makes the contract with Kyubei, and it's mm-hmm. this, it's this bird's eye view 
of I think I think they're on the roof of the hospital in the garden. It's yeah, like this, they're, in, they're in the it's, garden. It's yeah. the bird's eye view of them in the garden, and it's like this almost maze like layout. And there's yeah. the there's the the shadow of the the chain link fence, and also them that like pans out across the flowers, and it's like. <laughs> it's like so, I look. I look at shots like that, and it makes me lose all hope of a future career in filmmaking because I will never be able to do something as beautiful and immaculate as that. <laughs> uh, uh, I love. I love that scene, um, mm-hmm. and it's also your first indication. It it subtly sets up everything too. It's your first indication that Cuba is a creepy fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's your first. It's your first indication that the soul gems are your actual souls. Mm-hmm. It's your first indication that Kube is doing more than just wishing. Like, it, like it, there's so much setup in that scene that tips you off on stuff on a rewatch, and you're just kind of like, "Fuck." Um, I think it's time we talk about the animation, Matt, because uh, storyboard just, and animation go hand in hand. And this oh, show is one of the best. My looking, God. This is one of the, this is one of the best looking shows I've ever seen. Um, like when you when you started uh, your rewatch and you told me from the get go this looks and feels like a movie, not a show, and uh-huh. immediately right off the bat, it's very apparent that there's something more to the show than meets the eye, because even in even in the the smallest details, it has such a high level of animation quality. Like everything moves with such grace and fluidity. It's like. How many children did they sacrifice to make the show look like this? I want to know. Uh, five. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you did there, you piece of shit. I, 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 I'm funny. Oh, you're um, so funny. Give it up that, for I, Matt, everyone. I, I'm clapping for myself. Congratulations. Um, the uh, I, the animation is so so good, and I think one of the again, I love it. Something's always moving. There's always something like, and I love how I, the character animation in this is so good. Yep. Um, just the fact that like it's just like they 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 never uh they never give you time to like they never they never like prevent the character the characters are always acting like themselves mm-hmm. like the from hand movements and the way they like the way they walk for the love of God yeah each character has their own distinct like and like mannerisms that they never deviate from from the fact that like Madoka is like kind of shy and like. Like and easily flustered to Sayaka being Sayaka, mm, yeah. um, um, mommy very great. Mommy's very graceful. Kyoko just kind of doesn't give a fuck. And then Homura's the baddest bitch yeah. on the planet. Homura um, is the most collected one, and she fucking flaunts that shit. No, no, she no, she's a bad bitch because every time she does that hair flip, I'm just like you, the bad bitch. And every time she does that hair flip, it's just as animated as the last one. Like you see yeah. individual strands of her hair, and it's like, okay, yeah, she does, chill out. She does that. She does the hair flip, and I'm not, I'm not, I just I just want I just want to fucking um fucking put like the Snoop Dogg music over her or something like that because that's what she's at. she's she's the baddest bitch on the planet and she knows it uh uh I, I fucking uh she 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 only talks to you when she when she allows it that's 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 Homer. um uh i just I, the animation is so so and the fight scene animation is mm-hmm. also excellent um i love they, they could, i love how experimental this show is with its animation styles because it changes styles on a whim depending on the scene so 
we have things like very standard animation to silhouettes to almost Jojo-esque color palette swaps where everything is like these different shades of different colors just blending together. Puppets? Yeah. Let's talk about the witches while we're at it because... Oh my god! Oh my god! Who came... Whoever came up with this idea for the witches is a genius. Yeah. Because... Cause it, cause it's it's like these, it's like these the the, the witches. By the way, I think that's that was my first indication watching the show that this was going to be like that. This was going to be like a weird, fucked up show because this because in a national magical girl show, this would not be the case because these are the, the, these weird, like twisted, like pop up art. Mm-hmm. that have like these odd like ri- like the first time you see like you see like these mr like these mr pringles man fuckers um <laughs> the fucking clouds with mustaches <laughs> that look like the pringles man um uh <laughs> i do actually i think the fan that fan base calls them mr pringles um uh pretty much uh but like they're, they're like normal and they're like seeing these german like these german german like phrases mm-hmm. and like they're fine and it's like they it's like okay this is kind of weird and creepy and then it just cuts to like their faces and they're all like fucking like shaded in with like these like black eyes and like mm-hmm. and like these like like like, like these thorns and these scissors and, and i'm just like oh yeah and i'm like get out get out of my face everything with the witches is brilliant um <laughs> Especially from a visual standpoint, because you have eyes, you can see them. Honestly, yeah. the visual design for the witches is some of the most inventive visual design I've seen in animation. Like, they did yeah. not have to go that far to present them the way they did, but they did. They, they went to that level of such intricate detail with how they were designed and portrayed that... They're the in a show where everything stands out, they stand out the most by default. It's it oh my god, the fucking it's it, it they, they stand out so far. And that's not including just the, the the fact that the different like just like in the like the fact that the main series like the main that the character designs are all like crayon mm-hmm. like designs, like they feel like a child like child's drawing. Yeah. And then the backgrounds are like so detailed. Um those backgrounds are so detailed. Oh, and the lighting in this show. Let's talk about the lighting for a second, because... Oh, what? <laughs> like, like I love how, like... Like, how... See- like, my one of my favorite scenes of the in terms of that is, like, oh, when Kyoko and Sayaka are, like... That, when she's about to become a witch, and is entirely illuminated by, like, the red light in the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, it, it's go- it's This show's gorgeous. This show's yeah. downright gorgeous. Uh, and I had... And I just and I, I and the, the the different ones like the silhouetted ones where you only see like the like, colored outlines of each character. Yes. Yeah. Um. And the fact each character is color coded too. Yeah. Like, they're constantly color coded. They each have their um, own color scheme, so you know exactly who's who. Exactly who's who, and not just for characters, but it's also like whichever like characters to focus the lighting will be changed to reflect that if the lighting's red it's about kyoko if it's blue it's about sayaka if it's like has this noir purplish scheme it's about that means homura is gonna show up out of nowhere yeah uh because they set it up if it's yeah if it's highly yellow that means mommy 
Oh, like the there's a lot of pinks with Madoka. Like it's not just the color codings of the characters' clothing. It's the characters' clothing, the lightings around them. Like it, it everything specifically color coded. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Cuba has got his own colors too. Yeah, I think he's like he's like a dark. He's like a darker shade of red. I think than Kyoko. I think. I think he's like I think he's like orange or something. Yeah, he's like he, he he's yeah he's he he's he has he has like his own colors. Sometimes it's like a warped mix of all of them. Yeah, he has that um, menacing hue that shadows over him. Yeah, uh, fucking just oh so so much just visually in this. Uh, oh, it makes my eyes want to orgasm <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> Uh, it, it does, uh, and I'm just, and I'm just impressive. This show came out in 2011, by the way, 2011, okay. and I, I'm just like, and how? It, it looks arguably better than anything that's come out since then, <laughs> like, yeah. like with, with the actually, exception of like Mob Psycho. Even then, even Mob, yeah, even, even then, like, even then, Mob Psycho is like really good to look at. But just the level of quality in Madoka is like something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually insane. Um, is there anything else we need to? I, I think uh, I don't know, man. Like there's there's uh, so, there's so much at any one time we could talk about this show, but at some point we'd just be repeating ourselves. Yeah, I'll talk about the score actually. Because yeah, I think the we mentioned the, that the music and. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> Yuki Kadra. Okay, let's talk. Okay, I, I don't think we had a Yuki Kadra soundtrack on the show yet, with maybe the exception on Demon Slayer when we talked about it. Um, and Demon Slayer's score is excellent, by the way. Um, but uh, this is the score. This is uh, I, Yuki Kadra. Um, have my babies, please. Um, <laughs> How, make love to me and. Uh, write a, a serenade for when I pop them out of my vagoon. Why is the music in this show so good? I don't like, know. Not... Like front, like right off the bat, like it, it ugh. Like imme- like immediately from second one, the music makes itself known, and holy fuck, <laughs> it's so good. The music is so good. One of my favorite scores in anime is the, is this show. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the, like each kid like the like it, and it's such an unconventional one too. Mm-hmm. Like it has it like it's not just like orchestrate. Like there's very little like the, like it feels like a someone said it feels, it feels like a ballet. Um, it feels like that they took inspiration from like like ballet like old school ballets and like. And like operas for this, and not like not like in in normal score like in normal scores, uh, like for anime and stuff. Even from Yuki Kajra, he was, she uses a lot of orchestra, like a lot of like the, the big big epics orchestras and like mm-hmm. like and like standard stuff like that. Here, it feels like a ballet almost. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of flutes. There's a lot of violins. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chimes. There's that weird like when. Like, like noise that like, like starts off um, a lot of piano too. Uh, it just lo- it just sounds great and like at the and each character has like its own th- their own theme too. Um, 
Oh god, I can go on. And then also yeah. the OP is really good too. Yeah, th- um, this rewatch this rewatch gave me a uh, a better appreciation for the OP because I d- I didn't really remember the OP that much uh, before <laughs> now, but after the second viewing, yeah, that's a good no, OP. No. Yeah, do good OP. Now you know why I love Clarice so much. Mm-hmm. Um, who did the OP for this? I love their work, and this is what introduced me to them. Oh, so good. But uh, can we talk about the ED real quick? Magia, my favorite. Oh my god, <laughs> I love- Magia. I remember you said to me one time that you weren't a huge fan of the ED. Yeah, I'm a I fucking. Smack- I'm a fucking fool. <laughs> three th- three years ago, I was a fool. Uh, don't listen to anything I said back then. Because <laughs> Magia by Calafina is the straight... It, it is, is when, if, if you went into this show knowing that was the ED just in ret- like in like retrospect, you're kind of like, huh, that's an odd choice for an ED for this. And then you realize and then after the episode... Because this show, in its infinite wisdom, does not have Magia as the ED until episode three. That's what I wanted to talk about. Because... <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that they play the ED just as part of the general soundtrack because it's in the very first scene, uh, the scene where Homer is going after uh, Walpurgis not. They play the ED, but at that point you don't know it's the ED because they have Mm -hmm. a different one for the first two episodes. Then as soon as Mommy dies, it switches, and I fucking love that. Yeah. Like, Um, theming. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the other. Yeah, it's it's absolutely great. Guys, you get the only other episode to not use Magia as the ED. Uh, there's two episodes. It's ten because that doesn't have an ED. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the op as the op as the ED, and then episode nine, which has uh, an uh, which has a song for Kyoko and Sayaka. Which, by yeah. the way, that song makes me cry every time I listen to it. Um, I cannot listen to that song without tearing up. Well, it's then why impossible. don't why don't you watch it? Well, why don't you listen to it right now? Matt, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to. I'm not going to cry in the podcast, Shane. Wow. C- um, uh, hashtag confirmed. Matt is a coward and won't cry on the podcast. I am a coward. I don't want I don't want I, I don't want people to know that I'm a weak, weak man. I'm a weak willed man. <laughs> I don't want to um, know that I'm a weeping bitch. <laughs> weeping bitch. Because that song makes me fucking sob. Uh, especially when you realize that the, that the lyrics that that the song that that you wanna know why that in the background Kyoko is like trying to say is is like with is with uh, trying to save a drowning Sayaka, but he is this fun he's a fun fact or not so because this fun fact is not fun Kyoko can't swim, and so Kyoko is purposely drowning herself with Sayaka so she can be with Sayaka for eternity. Okay, I didn't need to know that. I didn't need to be sad today, but. <laughs> Because, 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 the show's also gay as fuck, by the way. Oh, Um, so gay. Everyone is gay for each other. Like, (laughs) all of these girls want each other's pants. I I am (laughs) convinced. I'm convinced. Like, the show does not hide it either. Like, the show, normally, I want to applaud the show for, like, not skirting around the bush, too. Because, especially with Kyoko, um... Uh, we'll get into when we do rebellion. We'll get into Homura because um, it's not as obvious here. But um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but with all right with Kyo, in episode nine because uh, you would because th- in episode nine with Kyoko 
it's like, okay, so Kyoko's gonna sacrifice himself to beat Sayaka, and the show just makes it blatant. Yeah, Kyoko likes Sayaka. Yeah, Kyoko, <laughs> like, uh, Kyoko has a lady boner for Sayaka, the tomboy. Yeah, and and I'm just like relatable, but also, uh, but also like it, it doesn't skirt around the bush either, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the scene where she ha- where she, uh, she uh, like she kisses her own soul gem and then just basically blows herself up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, are we done here? Because I, d- I don't know if we're done. I don't know. Are we? I feel like we're missing some one a couple things. What? What are I we mean, missing though? That's, we didn't talk about like Walpurgis Knot. Oh, oh yeah, Walpurgis Knot. I love Walpurgis. Fuck Walpurgis Knot. Fucking, I love that fight though. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um and Walpurgis Knot. I love how the show is like almost apocalyptic in its coming of, of Walpurgis Knot. Like the oh show, yeah, like when, she is absolutely meant to be this like disaster spoken of in legends. Like yeah. She has that kind. She has that kind of tone to her, where it's like, if if this bitch shows up, we're all dead. Yeah, and we need the sh- we need the team up. And I I love how the show builds up while Pocus not so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Like she's introduced like as a concept like early on too. Like in the first episode, uh, you well, see yeah, Walpurgis because that not. first scene is Homer fighting while Pocus not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great. Uh, I love, and I love how they how they build up to Walpurgis Knot. Yeah. I love what they do with. Uh, I love. Who's your favorite witch, by the way? Uh, here's a question. Uh, they all have names, by the way. In I know. Rooms, by the way. Um, um, I don't. I don't know any of their names other than Walpurgis. I know their names. I can just tell you them if you just let me know. Uh, which one's your favorite? Hmm. This is gonna sound really bad, um, <laughs> but the one that killed mommy. Oh, Charlotte. Um, that's Charlotte. Which uh, spoilers? Minor spoilers for Rebellion is actually in Rebellion. Yeah, it's actually um, in Rebellion. It's... It doesn't do anything, but <laughs> is it there? It's like it's like like a background element. Like, hey guys. <laughs> Yeah, my my one small issue with Rebellion, like the the smallest of problems uh, with that movie, uh, but uh, but yeah, Charlotte's great. Uh, she's the only one that's not like super like pop up art, by the way. Yeah, she, honestly, her her visual design reminds me a lot of Shintani. Like, it's got the really thick, detailed line work, and it's really cartoony, but at the same time, a little bit abstract. Like yeah, I like. I think that should have tipped people off that like this was going to be a bad witch, because because she's completely other- different from the rest of them. Yeah, completely different from the rest of them. And then I love it because when they when she kills Charlotte for the first time and just turns it to that horrifying monstrosity, it's like one of the most terrifying images I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. And just the close up on the fact that it's always smiling too. Yeah, mm, mm, I'm getting uncomfortable big, thinking about it. You, you know what we, you know, what it's like you, that's what we call a nope. Um, the big no. I, I, I think my personal favorite though is uh, Octavia, which is Sayaka's witch. I figured, um, uh, because there's so much going on. All the witches, by the way, have a lot going on in them. Yeah, like you can tell after you realize the old like magical girls, you can actually start to tell like what the magical girl was like from the witch. 
like, I fi- I figured that Sayaka's witch would be your favorite, and I agree. There's a lot going on with her, especially with uh, the not so subtle uh, nod to the Kiyosuke thing yeah, that is very uh, apparent in her witch's design. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, cause she, cause, uh, cause Sayaka is doomed to fail no matter what. I, I feel, I feel so bad that mm-hmm. she's doomed. That even if she does end up with Kyosuke, they're just gonna break up anyway, according to Oroguchi, because yep. they they're not compatible apparently. And it's clear from the show that they're not compatible. They make it clear from day one that Sayaka's crush on Kyosuke is not really reciprocated, mm-hmm. um, uh, which sucks. But it ha- that sh- it happens that sometimes shit like that happens. I mean, I'll take her. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't fucking lie. You'd do the same thing. I mean, I, I know, but... Uh, but, yeah. I, is there anything else? Like, Here's the thing. Madoka Magica is such a deeply layered show that we could talk about this all day and we'd still be missing something. Yeah, just like... Like, just from the fact that this, like, fucking, like, Kyoko, like, the difference between Kyoko and Sayaka, they always have, one ha- always has food with her, and the other mm-hmm. one just barely touches her food. Um, oh, mm, mm, I love this show. Like, Five- like, the backstory with Kyoko and her dad, who just wanted people to hear him out, and that led her family to ruin, and so she has a, uh, she has a, her belief that... You should never waste food. And she almost fucking strangles Sayaka when she throws an apple on the ground. Yeah, and I and I, I love how and, and, and the fact that Kyo, uh, that Kyoko just happens to be Catholic, apparently. Yeah. Like, who knew? She's um, the only religious one. Yeah, like uh, fucking um, like like uh, fucking fucking uh, this the fact uh, fucking. From the fact that even after after you rewatch the show, you realize that even in those first three episodes, mommy's a deeply traumatized individual with a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. She's just a lonely girl who's gone through so much shit by herself that she just wants she doesn't want to be alone anymore. And when she excuse me, when she finally meets Madoka and she realizes that Madoka is basically her saving grace, she finally breaks down. She's like, "I'm not alone anymore. Thank God." And, and then, then she, she dies. dies. <laughs> again, just like also, the show is based is the show is based on Faust, like one hundred fucking percent. At her, no- at her peak point of happiness, it's also her demise. Yeah, like like uh, uh, it's the same with every character. By the way, when the character's at their happiest, except for Sayaka, because uh, Sayaka's at her lowest. But <laughs> Sayaka's at her lowest. But Kyoko is at her happiest when she fucking dies. Pretty much, uh, she dies for Sayaka. Like, she dies for Sayaka. Uh, 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 Madoka's at her happiest, but she's like, I'm doing the most selfless act. I'm going to seen. become God. Madoka to Kyube, I'm about to end this man's whole career. <laughs> and she does. Well, kind of. Uh, well. Honestly, okay, I think that's the last thing we should talk about before we go into final scores. The is, ending? Uh, m- m- the ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cry every time. <laughs> like, what a goddamn hero. <laughs> uh, uh, praise Madoka. Madoka yeah. is God. Praise Madoka. Praise Madoka, Madoka is your new overlord. <laughs> 
she i love how madoka gets by the way when madoka becomes god doka as i call her um <laughs> No, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> when when God Doka, when when Doka becomes God Doka, uh, she, I love her design. Oh yeah, I love her. And I love, I love how she when she fires her bow, she her basically her basically her response to Cuba is, "LOL, fuck you, <laughs> lol, eat this bitch." And Cuba's like, yeah, uh, she's probably going to have a lot of regret about this, and it's going to cause the biggest witch, and it's going to cause the end of the universe. And finally, and Cuba's like, and then and then Madoka comes out of nowhere, and she's like, lol, there ain't no witch I can't beat, and then she fucking blows it up. <laughs> and and Madoka's like, lol, get wrecked, Cuba. <laughs> and then I love the ending of this show because of. I love the ending of this show because, like, after like after Cube, uh, after Cube's beat defeat, after she beats Cube and she resets the universe, everything's not like completely hunky dory either. No, I, 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 I like the fact that that it's like yes, there still technically needs to be magical girls. They just don't need to worry about being sad anymore. Yeah, they won't become witches. Uh, they won't fall into despair anymore. Uh, there's yeah, still, I, you know, you you defeat one evil and you replace it with another, but that's just how life happens, and we we got to deal yeah. with it. Yeah, and 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 uh, and Homura gets Madoka's powers, which is yeah, she gets oh. the fucking bow and arrow, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and then and then and, and also, of course, Sayaka dies again. Yeah, of um, course. Um, and Kyoko's like, you big dumb, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to tell you I what I. I didn't you know, even get I, a I, chance to tell you that I fondle myself at night thinking of you. Oh okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> but one last thing before we move on. Um, I love the scene uh, in the final episode uh, with, I guess Godoka. Ah, God. Godoka. With Godoka and uh, Homura, and she she has she's embracing Homura in her arms, telling her it's going to be okay. I will always be there for you. I will be everywhere at once, so I, you won't always be alone. I love how subtly that foreshadows what happens in Rebellion. Yeah. Homura's unable to fucking accept it. That's the mm-hmm. thing, and I love how like. Even as she's going, uh, Homer is just kind of like, no, 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 come no, 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 no. Back! <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no, 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 no. Um, uh, the b- 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 bitch. Uh, if I if I can't have you, and it's suddenly for what happens, and 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 it's suddenly for happens in Rebellion Two at the end with Cube because Cube hears the witch idea and is like, oh, oh. that's some good <laughs> shit. Let me write that down. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the other incubators were kind of like, we gotta get on that shit. We gotta corner yeah, the witch uh, market. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, time, I, think I think it's think time fun. for final scores. Uh, are you uh, stupid? 
Have you heard <laughs> anything dog? we've said? <laughs> a yellow dog. It's a ten out. It's a, a fucking motherfucking ten. ten. If I could give it a higher score, I would. <laughs> this is a ten. There's no. Fuck. Like <laughs> this is a perfect show. There's nothing wrong with it. If you think so, you're wrong, and I hate you. <laughs> yeah. This is. This is the. This is quite possibly the best fucking magical ghost show I've ever seen. It's in my top five shows of all time. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, very... It just missed the top five for me. Uh, because before this rewatch, uh, it was on my top ten for a while. It was lower on the list. Uh, unfortunately, it moved off the list uh, to make room for some other shows. But after this rewatch, I realized I'm a fucking fool. And it went <laughs> right back on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Code Geass, the sl- the, the yeah, fastest. Sorry, to, the so- fastest to join, and also the fastest to leave. Sorry, Lelouch. Uh, no, no hard feelings, kid. <laughs> Nothing personnel. Nothing personnel, kid. kid. <laughs> no, I love Code Geass. It was the fastest to join the top ten, and also the fastest to leave. I feel so bad about that, but I oh. love. Uh, he puts it on. He you put it on like immediately after you watched it, and then watched Madoka and was and then, and left then Madoka and, happened again, and then just left like right away. I'm sorry. I'm find- so sorry, Gios. I love you, but this is better this, in like every perceivable way. This is better. Like like fucking. There's only three shows I consider better than Madoka uh, for anime, and that's Brotherhood because duh, um, Bebop and Ava. Um, and, and and honestly, it, like Madoka is very similar to Ava in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, so Shane, if you like uh, if you like Madoka, I'm gonna die. <laughs> You're gonna die. I'm gonna dude. die. Um, um, really quickly before we wrap things up here, uh, I guess we should briefly go over Spencer's thoughts since he couldn't be here. Uh, uh, is, yeah, because he couldn't be here because he's working. Um, like a good boy. Uh, best episode is for him episode three because mommy. Uh, uh, best character Madoka. Uh, uh, worst he, character Homura. Somehow, somehow. Um, uh, and he gave it a final score of ten mm-hmm. out of ten. Uh, he, he he says that his best character is Madoka because she is such a pure character that works as all the classical magical girl trope. She's not supposed to be our viewpoint, but she works so well. And for whatever goddamn reason, he says his worst character is Homura, because while he can't get into detail, he says a lot of Homura's character he can't deal with. He finds her obsessive and possessive nature of Madoka to be disgusting and very difficult to watch. To which I rebuttal, have you watched the show, mate? Because (laughs) that does not become apparent at all until Rebellion. And yes, there could be an argument made that she has always been obsessed, obsessive and possessive of Monica. But it's a slow build. It's, it's, it's a slow like a... it's a slow burn kind of transition. To the no, point honestly, where honestly, I... I would argue it doesn't it doesn't it's not apparent in the, the main show at all. At least until the very end, when Gataka's like, honestly, I gotta go save magical like girls, that... and she's like, Don't leave me. I feel like the end of the show is her breaking point. That was like her that was the moment where she's like, uh, that, that was the moment where she's like, yeah, I, n- no, fuck. I, I, it's yeah. like, well, I guess no one can have her no. then. 
Uh, and then he gave it a final score of 10 out of 10. If I could give it a higher score, I totally would, but this is a masterpiece of animation, writing, directing, composing, acting, and everything in between. Shaft has made such a gorgeous anime filled to the brim with beauty and grace. I genuinely adore it. Hashtag Hubei did nothing wrong, and you're... You are the wrong one here, Spencer. Stop. Kubei <laughs> did everything wrong. Everything wrong, and, and you can't prove me will. otherwise. I, 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 what happened to him at the end of Rebellion, by the way, is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, finally gets his comeuppance. Um, then we just have a new bitch to deal with. <laughs> uh, I think with... Hey, but yeah, that's our talk about Madoka Magica. Whoa! <laughs> Um, that was a long one, a uh, long discussion, but I enjoyed that. Um, that being said, I, this will not be the first time, this will not be the last time we talk about Madoka on the podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, Vibelion will be covered eventually. Um, not right now. It's not, it, Vibelion has the problem of not being legally available. So. Yeah, because Netflix are the big dumb and didn't renew the license. So, yeah. it's not on Netflix uh, anymore. Po- yeah, will it be back? I don't know. It probably will be back. Like years down the line, but yeah, uh, unless they put it on Crunchyroll, which I would not be shocked um, if they put it on Crunchyroll. Um, but uh, but it's currently on license, so at the very least, Rebellion will stay uncovered. But we'll do Rebellion eventually, and also, of course, Magic Record is coming this year. Mm-hmm. Ma- Magic Record is coming this year, which by which we are watching one hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely one hundred fucking percent. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Shaft is coming back to confirm to do it, by the way. Uh, Shaft is coming back. Uh, if it's anywhere it. near if, the quality of the original series. I think it's a new writer and director, though. Um, uh, that's what concerns me, because I'm a fan of Adoka, which means I also read a lot of the spinoffs, and the spinoffs are very mixed. Some of them are fucking amazing, and then some of them are really bad, because uh, they turn Madoka into like a generic action show, um, and I hate that. Um, but whatever. Uh, so this me, uh, and so we're done with Madoka, which means it's time to move on to our next featured anime of podcast. This week, this time, it is a pick from one of us, as the Madoka was picked via a meta on the randomizer. So that, and if you guys don't know how this works, we rotate between a pick from us and a pick from the randomizer. Uh, as such, it's time for a pick uh, from one of us. It's my pick. It's, it is my turn. And a very, a li- very unconventional pick this time. Yeah, we're gonna be doing something a little bit. We're gonna be doing something a little bit different on the podcast. Uh, we're gonna be doing something a little bit different on the podcast uh, next time. Um, it's gonna be a little. Uh, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a while um, as a way to. Uh, it's gonna be the first of a of a of a brand new uh, series of uh, a brand new basically sub series of videos that we're gonna be doing called director showcases. Uh, these are gonna be video. These are gonna be. Uh, podcast focused specifically on one anime director where we take a look at their catalog of films or whatnot. Maybe not, or they got maybe too many, maybe like a small, maybe like a chunk of them. And then we go through them one by one and we, it'd be both, we not only talk about the films as general, but also chart the career of a particular director. And I decided that the best way to start it off is, is with a director who has enough films that we can cover his entire filmography in one episode um while at the same time having a lot to talk about and that's so next week we're gonna be covering we're gonna be doing a director showcase on mamoru hosoda uh director of such classics like wolf children summer wars boy and the beast among others um 
So get ready. Look forward to that. I know Shane is really looking forward to that. Hosa is one of my um, favorite uh, film directors in, in anime. So I love all of his films. Uh, some are better than others, but they're all such an insanely high level of quality. Um, yeah, yeah I, can, I can't. Um, I can't wait to rewatch this. And, and rewatch it. And also finally watch Mirai. Yeah, yes, we're, we fi- we're finally gonna, we're going to be doing Mirai as well because while it's uh-huh. not technically yeah. legally available for streaming, it is available on Blu-ray. Is, so. In, in a, a from G Kids, which means that the Blu-ray is going to be of excellent quality. Um, it's going to be of excellent quality with a dub that features like actual A-list celebrity talent. Um, not like not. Uh, uh, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure fucking. Uh, I'm going to check who's in it, but I'm pretty sure that we got like. Uh, I know John Cho is. In it. <sighs> yeah, John Cho's in it, and you don't. Uh, there's no way Funimation would ever get someone like John no, Cho. He's too no. big of a. Yeah. He's too big um, of a star. While, um, you're lo- while you're looking that up, I'm going to clarify. Um, all of his films, except Mirai, are licensed by Funimation, and they're both available on Blu-ray and on their website. So, they're all available there, for streaming. There is no excuse. Um, there is no excuse. Oh, Rebecca Hall's in it um, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, she, was in, uh, she was in Iron Man 3. She played the girl. She played Maya Henson. Um, and she was also in The Prestige um, for Christopher Nolan's film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she's she a great actress. Uh, and uh, oh, <laughs> Crispin Freeman's in it too. Oh, uh, on of the course he too. Is. I because uh, uh, Crispin Freeman is pretty much a celebrity at this point. He's barely he's. Uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we're covering Mama to host that next time. Um, I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex, where my shitty opinions reign supreme. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at www.youtube.com/slash/legionrex, and you can. And I'm actually uploading again. I have a new vid. I have a brand new video up. Go check that out. Um, it got I, past the I, YouTube police, so you can watch it. it. You can watch it. Um, with me, I have my co-host Shane, aka the Beard. What you can find him on Twitter at Beard Gaming Network, uh, where he posts memes. Um, <laughs> it's mostly lots memes. of memes, lots of memes, and you also find him on YouTube. Uh, at Beta Gaming Network, where you find him doing Let's Plays, unboxings, podcast streams, a bunch of other stuff. Go check him out. Yeah, I just uh, had I just had a new video come out. It's the last video in my uh, Sonic Mania playthrough that I put a lot of time into editing, and there's a lot of stupid memes and JoJo's references, so go watch that. <laughs> uh, and with that, I think we're pretty much done here. Uh, I think we're pretty much done here, so I... Uh, so... Uh, we'll see you all next time for the Mamoru Hosoda showcase, and I hope all of y'all enjoyed our ranting, uh, talking about Madoka Magica for an hour and a half. So, uh, so we'll see you all next time. And we'll see you in two weeks for some Mamoru Hosoda. Uh, we'll see you then, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get the